It went live. Sick. What? What? Really? What's up, everyone? Welcome to the WAN Show. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you today. First and foremost, as you guys can see from the title, we've got to talk about what shameless shills we are. Yeah. Shilling for Asus and sponsored by them and not addressing the big controversy, which obviously we'll be talking about on the WAN Show Why where we usually we? talk about such things. We're also going to be talking about Google I.O. Man, it was an AI extravaganza this year. What yeah. else we got this week? YouTube blog. Blocks ad block. What? Counter block. No, I'm going to block their block of my block. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how to follow that Because <laughs> you got blocked. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we already talked about the former Uber CSO being found guilty for concealing a data breach. So maybe we should talk about how a Chinese company released a new CPU. Oh, okay. We could also talk about uh, smart watches that you can no longer set the time on. Oh, wow. Yeah. What? I rolled the intro. You can't see because uh, we don't have the preview down. Yeah. All right, guys, in all seriousness, we've got to talk about the big controversy that has been uh, making big waves in the techosphere over the last, I mean, realistically, the whole thing started a few weeks ago when we saw that CPU that got popped and burned on the bottom. Yeah. We talked about that on WAN Show. Um, we did talk about that on WAN Show. Some people have said, hey, what's up with you guys not talking about this at all? We actually did. And then we've been kind of waiting to learn more and learn more we have. Uh, Gamers Nexus has completed their series of videos about what's been going on with Ryzen X3D chips that have been, well, I think blowing up is probably a little bit melodramatic, but burning up is certainly a way that we could describe them due to higher than anticipated voltages being applied by particularly some motherboard manufacturers, BIOSes, and ASUS seems to be at the center of this controversy. Now, there's been a lot of questions under our review of the ROG Ally that went up yesterday asking why that... You know, I didn't even say the word because I couldn't find my swear button. The point is, why haven't we addressed this? And why are we shilling for Asus when everyone else is mad trying to... Okay. You wouldn't like him when he's angry. It was a review of a handheld. That was the embargo lift day. I, there's, there was no coordinated anything. If it was sponsored, you'd know because it would have said it was sponsored by Dbrand for crying out loud. It's a showcase or something, right? Look, I've had a, I've had my fair share of controversies over the last couple of years, and in some cases, man, I had it coming. <laughs> but this is one of those ones that I'm looking at, going, "Hey, hold on, wait a minute. What? We don't even review motherboards." <laughs> And haven't for like a really long time. The one motherboard video that we've uploaded in the last year was on, on some weird one that we got off Reddit that had an AMD CPU socket, but was a Z490 chipset. It was some chipset that never got released. And we we're like, hey, cool. I want to play with that. Yeah, that's a little different. We, we don't review motherboards. So the reason that we haven't covered it yet is because there hasn't been WAN show yet. 
That's why we didn't cover it. Also, man, the conspiracy no, theories. No, you're a shill. The conspiracy theories about how paid off that ROG Ally video was. I don't even know what I don't even know what to tell you guys. We opened the video criticizing Asus for their shady marketing of the thing. Cause I was pissed. I got brought in to do this preview where they go, okay, you know, yeah, blah, 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 up to two times faster. And and then I'm sitting here going, okay, now that we've tested this more extensively, these up twos are not great. So the first thing we did was go after them for shady marketing. Do you honestly? Search your soul. Do you honestly Dig believe deep. that anyone at ASUS Marketing approved us criticizing their shady marketing? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> the truth is, uh, almost a week before Jay posted his video, we had already informed ASUS that if they didn't deal with some unrelated issues uh, related to customer service that had popped up on our forum, we were going to be putting all of our sponsor deal deals with them on pause. The good news is that we can kind of get through everything that they have said in response to that, as well as the update that we've gotten from them today about what they're doing regarding the whole beta bio situation. But before we do that, we need to catch you guys up if you're not sure what the heck has been going on. So... Asus responded to the overheating slash burning up, I think is really a better way to put it, overheating issue with Ryzen 7000 X3D chips with a rapid beta BIOS update, which was supposed to cap SOC voltage to 1.3 volts. Uh, that beta BIOS was, and still is on some pages at least, labeled with a disclaimer indicating that installing it would void the user's warranty. Well, well. So the perception was, I'm sorry, I bought your product, okay, and my options are either Fry I have it, it die, yeah, or I maybe still have it die, but and the I can not covered. I can apply the fix, but then I get no warranty. Yeah, are you for real? Now, ASUS claims that this is standard boilerplate legalese that is attached to all of their beta BIOSes, and that seems true. That actually, we did actually check that. So we uh, used an archived version of ASUS's site from last year that actually does appear to be attached to all of their beta BIOSes. Uh, they told us that they did not intend to communicate that they wouldn't respect users' warranties and that they will honor the warranty of any user affected by the beta BIOS, Expo enabled or not. This is really good news um, and is something that, you know, quite frankly, I would have expected from them anyway. ASUS is... <sighs> here hold on we've got a, this is this is great i've got i've got a quote in here from i think riley was actually working on this topic in the doc uh yeah here we go some more takeaways from our calls with asus that riley was involved in they say they were more focused on fixing the issue and making sure customers weren't continuing to damage their boards than they were focused on pr yeah that's pretty obvious because the pr job that they've done here is atrocious and i wish i could say that this was an isolated incident but they are spectacularly bad at communication 
and they are spectacularly bad at creating action plans sometimes. I mean, this is the kind of thing that you see often when you've got a company where there's a regional branch that is engaging directly with consumers, in this case, ASUS USA or North America, really, is they, they cover the whole region. And then you've got a Taiwanese head office branch that makes all the actual decisions. The opportunity for the left hand to have absolutely no idea what the right hand is doing is, well, this. Constant. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway... I'm glad to hear that they are doing the right thing. I fully expected them to do the right thing. Uh, we had already gotten in touch with them over a couple of customer support issues that were posted in our sponsor. It's either sponsor concerns or sponsor complaints thread over on the forum. Uh, that's one of the ways that we ensure that our community is being taken care of by our sponsors. And my understanding is at least one of those was actually a complete miscommunication. It was someone who was mad on behalf of someone else who already had a replacement board nearly a month ago. Oh, wow. um, and they were, but they were mad about the way Asus handled it, which is justifiable. But at a certain point, you kind of have to ask, well, what do you want other than a replacement motherboard? Um, Cause like stuff's going to break. Stuff happens yeah. uh, from time to time. And I can't say, I can't say I have all the details of that one. All I know is I sent an email uh, 10 days ago that said, this needs to go away or everything's on pause. <laughs> Um, and now I have heard back that it is gone. So that's, <laughs> at a certain point, I can't get into the nitty gritty details of everything. Yeah. 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 Uh, anywho, um, Asus says they have already changed the disclaimer. So it doesn't make it sound like updating to the beta BIOS will void your warranty. Uh, but the change may take some time to propagate across all of their sites. Complicating matters in all of this. Uh, Gamers Nexus tested motherboards after the beta update and found they were still exceeding safe voltages of 1.4 volts. So yeah, that would have been a big problem if people actually weren't getting their boards covered under warranty. But the thing is, realistically, regardless of the pressure from users and from media, this is not the sort of thing that AMD would have allowed anyway. Uh, if it was causing their chips to die, it's something that they would have been working closely with ASUS to remediate and ensure that their collective, their, their, their shared customers were not going to have an extremely sour taste in their mouth because you gotta, you gotta understand that not everyone who is going to encounter this issue is highly technical, is watching channels like LTT or Gamers Nexus or Jay's Two Cents or whatever else. There's people out there that buy a motherboard the same way that I would buy Man, what would be a, what would be a comparison? Uh, a tire. RC car. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. We both went with things that roll. So <laughs> same wavelength. This is how we work, ladies and gentlemen. Um, where I know enough to know that okay, I need an ESC. I need a battery. I need either like an RTR, like a, a ready to ready to roll. I think it is is what that stands for. I, I know I need a transmitter, or maybe I don't. If I get one that includes one, like I have some idea of everything. But other than you know, oh yeah, I think Traxxas is like pretty good, but overpriced. And like Arma used to be pretty like budget friendly, but like then they like got bought by someone. Like I kind of know a little bit about it, but not enough to make a truly informed decision. A lot of people going into this would be like that. And so if all they know is, yeah, AMD good, AMD CPU fry, 
that reflects really poorly on everyone involved and it's in everyone's yeah. best interest to get this fixed because believe it or not nobody likes issuing warranty replacements and if they can get them fixed in the field that's absolutely what they're going to be doing um, and while asus has absolutely been involved in some pretty frustrating warranty drama over the years i've got to say that every time something's been flagged to me it's either been resolved before I got a chance to really look into it, or it's been resolved with me sending a quiet ping, um, and it's gone it away. It shouldn't have to get to that point. It should never get to that point, but in some cases, like, um, I'm trying, the most There's always going one, to be something. The most recent one was someone mad because they were RMAing a laptop, and that laptop model was no longer produced. Okay. So they were offered a much, much higher spec laptop that had a, a GPU that was like wildly faster and a CPU that was either one or two generations newer. Okay. Okay. Then Asus went, wait, sorry, we actually can't get that one either, but we've got this. And they were offered one that was still markedly still better, better. But not as good but as the AMD, first. Which I perceived as better, but with a slightly lesser GPU. Which, yeah, sucks from a gaming standpoint, but is also good from a power consumption standpoint and was still way better than what they were originally offered. So they were offered one and then they were like, oh crap, no, I actually don't have that, but I'll give you this one that is betterer in this way and unbetterer in this other way. And they wanted me to do a whole expose about it and they sent me a whole That's thing ridiculous. on the forum and I'm looking at it going, I would take the laptop. Yeah. I think you should take the laptop. Yep. Um, it's still significantly better than the one that you had. Like, I don't know. That, and, yeah. and, but that was, that was still a crappy customer experience sure. because nobody likes to be offered something yeah. and then rug pulled, yeah. right? If they had something that they were happy with, then that sucks. I mean, it's like rug pulled, but then they like also put a really nice pillow under you before you fall. <laughs> like, well, it's, yeah. still, it's still better than what you were, better than you had, which is more than I would expect. Honestly, I think the underlying issue here is that there's this this attitude in the IT industry that customer service after the fact is kind of a, it's an afterthought. Um, it's not something that very many companies make a core part of their brand, which is why it makes me so unhappy that EVGA pulled out of GPUs. But you can see yes. that for them to have, for them to maintain that level of service and that reputation, you need margin. And there just obviously wasn't enough margin left in GPUs for them to continue to do that. Um, all right, let's get back to, let's get back to Asus not being perfect for a long, <laughs> long spell here. Man, you guys. Another complication. Asus changed the CPU support table for some motherboards, indicating that X3D CPUs have only been validated since the most recent non-beta BIOS release, 1303, yet the list of BIOS updates still says the older 1202 releases recommended for optimum performance with X3D processors. Some users suggested this was done to suggest that X3D wasn't supported on 1202. According to ASUS, this was done to ensure that users only download the most safe BIOS going forward. Yeah. Okay. Some more takeaways. Yeah, we've got the thing about how they suck at PR. Um, so at least they know. I guess that's good. Uh, we asked them if they would consider putting up notices slash updates on their support pages to prevent people from getting the wrong idea. They said they couldn't comment on that and again mentioned there would be an FAQ next week. Uh, and Riley put in italics. Just in time. Yeah. That's, so, that's the biggest thing. Like if they're going to comment to you, oh, well, like people actually have this, whatever. That needs to be on their site. You know what happened though? 
I can pro I, I wasn't on the call. I don't have any kind of Riley came in asking, hey, we can't get a proper response from Asus. Um, they, clear, they clearly did after, but he came in and talked to me. He was like, hey, we, we're, we're having trouble getting in touch with someone. Do you do you have anyone there you can talk to? I'm like, no, I hired my Asus contact. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually don't really know anybody there anymore. But like, I, I mean, I would be pissed. Like, um, if I was an Asus customer and yeah. I ran through this scenario, I would be royally yeah. pissed off. But yeah. you know, I'll tell you what happened. Is the technical people know exactly what's going on and totally. are working on it? Yeah. The PR people are sitting there trying to understand what the technical people are telling them, and then the legal department is getting in here saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, "We don't want to commit to anything. Don't say anything. Everything boilerplate. Everything CYA. And then we, you know, we can always make exceptions case by case by case by case by case and do all of them. I don't care, but don't put anything out there." Yeah, but they already did put out there that I they were going to screw everyone, so they got to do something. That's and the like, problem. At, at a certain point, you have to tell your legal team to kind of screw off and just deal with it. Well, like, the thing that happens when you tell your legal team to screw off and deal with it is that you end up with trust your me, legal t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in fairness to me. Okay, did we take care of everyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were we going to anyway? Yeah. Okay, trust me, bro. <laughs> but, so you're saying that they're pulling a trust me, bro. Is that it? Uh, yeah, but then... But then we're talking about bad communication and all this other kind of stuff in the past. So, like, it's... I mean, okay, then it's a full trust me, bro, because <laughs> that's part of it. That's a key element of the trust me bro trifecta, okay? You've got the overconfidence in your own image. You've got the sort of appearance of sketchy behavior or maybe even downright sketchy behavior. And then you've got the, uh, what was the last one? The, the crappy communication. Yeah, yeah. You got all three. It's perfect. Yeah, I don't know. You should license it to them or something. Yeah. You know what? You know what would be amazing? Hey, Zeus, we can handle this. We create our own Better Business Bureau clone. Okay, but it's just TMB. And accredited businesses can display the Trust Me Bro uh, seal on their website. Oh, so it's like Secret Shopper, and you get a TMB seal, and you get like a different like grade based on how well you did in Secret Shopper. I'm so excited. <laughs> Um, now, actually, on that subject, oh, that didn't make it into the notes. I had fired that. You know what? It doesn't matter. This is a very dense topic. Um, so on that subject, we have our own ways of holding folks accountable. We don't review motherboards, right? So it's not the kind of thing that we deep dive into day in, day out, at least not now. As the lab gets up and running, you can fully expect to see more coverage of things like individual models of graphics cards and motherboards and power supplies and things like that. In fact, we're shooting a lab update early next week that is going to show you guys the power supply tester is finally fully configured. We had Chroma out here uh, earlier this week to get us the training on it. Really excited to show you guys that. We're going to blow up a power supply. It's going to be awesome. Um, what was I saying? Right, so you can expect to see more of that from us in the future. But that doesn't mean that we don't have other things that are in the works in order to keep not just the industry accountable, but actually our sponsors specifically. So I can finally announce this, but it's been because it's been in the works for, I think, a couple of months now. We are going to be doing round one of Secret Shopping, our sponsors. Ah. We anonymously... So, so it's done already, right? Yeah, it's Yeah, because we don't talk about doing it unless it's done. Yep. Always 
we I always like to keep my cards pretty close to my chest when it comes to when it comes to sponsorships. But or excuse me, when it comes to Secret Shopper, um, we're very transparent about our sponsorships. <laughs> um, but this one has progressed to the point where we have collected a lot of interesting information and this is going to be one of the ways that we continue to evaluate ongoing sponsor relationships going forward that's something we're going to talk about in more detail once we actually come out with the video but we had one of our probationary employees who's not listed anywhere publicly uh just buy things completely anonymously and then in some cases um, fabricate issues so that they could get in touch with their support um, and just documented the entire process. I'm really cool. excited. I haven't nice. seen any of the results. In fact, I didn't even pick which sponsors we were going to do. Is so Asus in it? I actually don't know. Oh, man. That would have been really interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, I wonder um, I wonder if I could find out for you guys. Uh, you know what? No. Cards to my chest. Uh, we're we're going to just we're gonna blindside so, everybody with it. One thing that I'm unsure of, uh, right now, just reading the Asus topic, because I saw some of it, uh, but not a ton up until when I read the doc. In the like private communication that we theoretically have, they're talking about how they're gonna deal with it and everybody's gonna be fine. Yes. What public communication has there been at all? Uh, other than these postings, um, it doesn't seem like they have done a particularly good job of publicly communicating. So as any of, of this. right now, if someone didn't watch this, they would still think that their warranty warranty was void if they ran the thing. Is that correct? Um, I actually don't know. I think they said that they are updating the messaging, but it hasn't but fully it's still propagated. Not done yet. Yeah. Or is that that's just them removing the the disclaimer, right? Let me have a look here. Hold on. I've actually got a screen capture to that I can show you guys here in my notes. Boop, 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 boop. Except as provided in the product warranty and to the maximum extent permitted by law, ASUS is not responsible for the incidental or consequential damage resulting from using. Yeah, so this is the original wording. I believe that original wording is still there on some pages and will continue to be until it actually propagates. Now here's the thing. It was it was worded as rollout, so it's actually potential that those pages haven't even started. Now here's the thing. With trust me, bro, right? Remember, where I got into trouble was because I knew in my head that if there was ever any kind of issue, we would deal with it. Maybe they know in their heads that if there's ever any kind of issue, they will deal with it. But because of their somewhat spotty history with customer service, I don't know if they've actually earned that for one thing. And for another, if they, if they have communicated that warranty is not going to cover this, unless someone gets mad and messages support, they might not realize and they might just go buy another board thinking that their warranty is invalid. And that would really suck. Now, I, can, I would bet you money that has already happened. Now, a piece... Like, probably a bunch. Now, a piece that I do not know is how many actual affected users uh, how many actual cpus have burned does no anyone have any kind of idea of that anyone and even if it's here's the thing even if it's only one or five or 50 whatever that number is that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone's out of the woods if you've been accidentally applying a higher than expected voltage to a cpu some permanent damage it could cause it it could cause its lifespan 
to decrease in a way that is not obvious immediately. Mm-hmm. So this was, this was pretty terribly handled. Um, yeah, we've got some people that are like really confused. All of processor over on Floatplane says this isn't how anything works, Linus. There's no such thing as brand trust unless you've drank the Kool Aid. Um, there is such a thing as reputation, though. Like this is this is the kind of argument that sort of ended up creating, I think, a lot of the negative um, sort of circular arguments that existed back during the Trust Me Bro uh, controversy. Is like once we had the limited lifetime warranty up, um, the people who were still mad. So people would point out, hey, they've got their limited lifetime warranty up, everything is fine, and everyone is completely covered. People would say, oh, oh, and by the way, this is like the same as, as these other brands that have a great reputation for covering their customers. And people would respond and say, yeah, but those guys have a great reputation, so you know, obviously like, their word is better. And then it's like, are you even listening to yourself? Because you can't apply that logic to one and not to another. Like I said, Asus's reputation is not one that I would look at and go, yeah, obviously they're just 100% going to deal with this. It's not the worst, but it isn't that either. But that doesn't mean that no company can have a reputation for customer service. I mean, by that logic, why don't you just buy everything from some brand you've never heard of on AliExpress? I wouldn't. I would rather have some idea that I'm probably going to get taken care of. Right? Apparently, I'm supposed to tell Ryan from customer service they're great. Okay, sh shout out Ryan from customer service. I wouldn't, even if I had, so I have never dealt with Asus customer service. I've had a bunch of Asus things, and none of their stuff has ever died on me that I didn't just straight up kill, or it was like a decade old already. So that's good, but is not a reflection of their customer service at all. The only customer service... Uh, that I've really dealt with in this realm is EVGA. I've told that story a bunch of times. I don't need to tell it again. It was very, very good. EVGA's customer support was the best customer support I've ever dealt with in any realm ever. Um, but like, if I saw this, I wouldn't believe that they're going to handle it. And if they've had no communication that they're going to handle it, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not willing to necessarily condemn until we like see what they actually do. But like, yeah, if I was a user and this happened to me right now, I would be royally pissed off. And I think I think they have a right to be. They're they're told yeah. that they're screwed and there was no follow up communication. Like that that can't happen. This this has gotta be this has gotta be resolved. At least during the trust me bro thing, you were saying, Trust me bro, we're gonna handle it. <laughs> they aren't saying anything as far as my understanding goes. So like what are what are people supposed to take from this? Um like that was the trust me bro thing. There was some form of quote saying that you're going to be handled. The thing wasn't done. They wanted a warranty. That type of stuff wasn't handled yet. But you're like, it's coming. We're figuring it out. Trust me. This one, there is none of that. I'm not saying that that is if they come out and just go like, oh, LOL, TMB. We licensed it from Linus, whatever. I'm not <laughs> saying that that would like be good. Um, but like they're not even at least doing that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. This is this is rough. This is very rough. Yeah, I mean... And I do, I do think they deserve some heat for this. Yeah, they do. The problem for me is I don't like getting dragged into their drama. And I'm looking at it this morning. I'm reading, I'm reading comments on the video from yesterday. Why isn't Linus talking and about I'm looking, this? And I'm looking at this going, like, holy f*** you guys. How have you not dealt with this? Make this go away. Yeah. What 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 do you what do you have to send out what, a motherboard? Ten motherboards? A hundred. I don't f 
f***ing care. Yeah. Put them in the f***ing mail. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah, 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 yeah. And we hadn't, we hadn't, there wasn't even enough time for us to have a WAN show yet. Yeah. And we don't cover the motherboards. So everyone needs to relax when it comes to us. Um, um, there's a bunch of people saying that we're like covering Asus's butt. So I just wanted to be clear that we're not, we don't think that they did a good job. Um, and I specifically this is, this said, I don't think they've earned a yes. trust me bro guarantee. Yes. So if it wasn't clear, hopefully it is now clear. Yeah. Hope. Uh, hopefully, basically the only the only thing that I think people could look at from what we talked about and say, you know, well that sounds like butt covering is when I mentioned that I don't think that AMD would be very happy with this situation if it was actually killing their chips. But really, that having having been on the other side, there are absolutely fires. And there are people working on putting out those fires, and you do, are not privy to a lot of it. That's just that's just not how this works. Not everyone at a company is authorized to speak publicly. Sometimes the people who are authorized to speak publicly probably shouldn't. <laughs> this stuff is very real and definitely happens. And I'm sure that they were dealing with this. Um, they clearly did an extraordinarily poor job, but... No, I'm not in a position where I'm never going to work with them again or anything like that because, from my point of view, it's much more effective for me to just say, if you don't deal with this, I will never work with you again. And then they will deal with it, and then we will continue to work with them. I mean, that's, that's my style of leverage. So, you know, I guess it's... I guess it's not really that different from Jay's. Like if we if we look at if we look at a sponsor relationship like a romantic relationship, you know, I'm basically saying privately, I'm withholding sex until you change your behavior. And then Jay is posting on Facebook, I'm withholding sex from my spouse. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what we did. Oh man. Um so what we did with uh Yuffie is I'm I'm never giving you this ever again. Yeah. And but we did that one publicly. Well, that's different, though. That's yeah. different. That was that no, was users' private video data. That was a and and they continued to yeah. systematically lie about it over time. I'm not equating the two situations. I'm just saying our response to it wasn't "I'm withholding temporarily." It was like "We done." I want a poll. A poll. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear what people, how people would rate Asus's customer service. Uh, out of five. So five options? Yeah. I would do like I would do like one to five and then like NA or something like that. Uh, I want to hear from the Floatplane audience because I've got AJ Tech saying uh, it's a long block of text. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically that they were pretty happy. Um, yeah, no one else is really no one else is really talking about it yet. But man, the reality of it is I've had really I've had really awful experiences with most of the Taiwanese tech companies at some point or another. Um, and a lot of that was not, obviously, as a tech reviewer, where you know I get the white glove treatment, right? A lot of that is when I was working at NCIX and seeing the kind of, the way that they would treat their partners, right? Because have you guys ever, ever heard the, the saying, um, a man who is kind to you and uh, rude to a waiter is not a kind man? Yeah, um, I like that one. Yeah, it, that is, those are uh, those are words to live by, right there. Um, and seeing the way that a company treats their partners, 
um, is is one of the ways that I evaluate the integrity of a company. And the number of time, the the way that most computer hardware manufacturers will go will will go to any lengths to try to deny a warranty claim is frankly kind of gross. It sucks. There are some standout non-like-that behaviors. Behaviors. There are some standout companies that don't behave like that, ones that come to mind. EVGA, although they were much more challenging to deal with as a retailer than as a consumer, I will tell you guys that much. Uh, Corsair. Corsair basically had a blanket policy with us, put it on a pallet, send it back to us. Um, my understand. I've heard just small rumblings. It started very small. I've heard rumblings that it might not be that easy with them anymore. But overall, they've had a really pro-consumer approach to um, to taking care of warranty issues and support issues in during the time that I've worked with them, which is a long time. Uh, Logitech. Logitech has basically a legendary reputation when it comes to replacements. My understanding, again, is that more recently they've had some quality issues and people have had to do more RMAs, but they've still been really good about communication, getting stuff back to you. Are there any that, that you know of that just have spotless reputations? Noctua. Yeah, Noctua is one. Float plane chat. Yeah, 100%. I, I would only want to speak from my own experience. Yeah, for sure. And it's just EVGA. That EVGA call was one of the like most insane things I've like th that level of customer support was so insanely above and beyond. I just, I don't know. I will always be friendly towards their customer support unless it's like drastically changed, which from what I've heard from the community, it hasn't everyone. Every time I talk about EVGA customer support, everybody's like, yeah, they're, they're great. So like, sounds good to me. Yeah, a lot of really good feedback for the, I mean, the ones I mentioned mostly. I'm kind of looking for other ones. Uh, some good feedback for HyperX. Okay, that's good to know. We haven't actually worked with HyperX in a Not long a time. a long time. We used to all the time. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if Brian's still there. I should email him. Be like, hey, are you like tired of sponsoring esports teams? Maybe you want to come back to like tech media? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was basically the whole thing. Like we were, we were still chill, um, but they were just like, yeah, we're like spending all our money on esports teams. Doing esports teams now. Okay. <laughs> Fair <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> Don't think it went super well. Mm -hmm. um, so almost everybody, 70% are saying NA or never dealt with. Um, then it goes 7% did like one as in low i've got it up now okay yeah you can see it yeah the majority of it's never dealt with and then it's like pretty even distribution except for five very few people said it was like five like outstanding yeah very very few the rest of it is pretty even all the way through i think this needs to be a big wake-up call for them that's yeah that's not great yeah. i wonder i wonder Ooh, no i don't actually want to pit them against each other but like I bet you there's a few customers we could, or a few companies we could throw in there with the exact same poll that would score a lot better. Yeah. I mean, I think if we threw like a Logitech or an EVGA in there, they'd probably score a lot better. But here's an interesting one. This, and this is something that's frustrated me for years. And in fact, I think I've even talked about on WAN Show. If I put any other motherboard manufacturer in there, would the story be any different? No, that's interesting. That's actually very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Literally universally i've had and seen anecdotally very mediocre at best experiences with literally all of them 
And I can see some of the factors that might contribute to that. They have so many SKUs, sometimes with very little variation, but so many SKUs across all these different regions. They are actually very complicated products. Yes. And they deal with a lot of users that are not necessarily particularly experienced. So the volume and that will, of like, support. Genuinely poke at or prod or crank things on motherboards all the time. <sighs> yeah, that's tough. I wonder if needing to unscrew things and screw things back in for M.2 drives has increased failure rates. That's a good question. It wouldn't surprise me. I yeah. could see people cranking an M.2 too tight. Yep. The thing is, that wouldn't go back to the motherboard maker. That would probably go back to the SSD manufacturer, though. So they'd be sitting there going like, why is it that every time someone installs... Well, no, because every board was using metal screws for the longest time. Yeah, this is tough. Yeah, <laughs> flow plane chat now lighting up with people just saying, yeah, I had, you know, uh, the one positive one. Oh, this is great. I'm Victor says, haven't seen any complaints about ECS or Foxconn motherboards in a while. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> haven't seen an ECS or a Foxconn motherboard in a while. <laughs> let me, let me, let me tell you though, when they were around, <laughs> they were not perfect. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, so tough situation, but here's what I will, here's my final, here's my final word on the subject. Asus, in good faith, we still want to continue to work with you. We need to see you improve this. Period. Yeah, this is, this is rough. Yeah. Fix. You know what's not rough? If you guys want to interact with the show, you know what the way to do it is? Leave a merch message, just like down here. You don't want to send a super chat. You don't want to send Twitch bits. Why are you just throwing money at the screen when you could be throwing money at sick new merch from lttstore.com? To send a merch message, all you got to do is fill up that cart, head to the checkout, and you're going to see a box called Merch Messages. Um, I mean, you should put some text in the box. That would be a good a idea. Good idea. Yeah. When you do, you'll get a little shout out down here. Uh, you might get a response from producer Dan. You might get a response from someone else after. Is that workflow implemented? Yeah. That flow is implemented? Apparently, yeah. We yeah. can create a support ticket directly and uh, support will get back to you. Sick. Okay. Yeah. So I it's mean... possible if we can't answer your question or your question's like about an order or something like that, that especially has to do with the LTT store support. We can forward that on to them and they can deal with it next week when they come into the office, which is cool because instead of just giving you like a garbage, like, well, I don't know, sorry, we can actually get some, um, some action on it. Wow. Shots fired. What? You called Dan's, I don't know, sorry, responses garbage. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's I've true. done them too. <laughs> if we can't, can if we can't like appropriately address your problem, then it's, it's not good. So now we can appropriately address your problem, which is good. The final option <laughs> is that if you send something particularly interesting that we have never covered before, then we might address it later on the show in WAN Show After Dark. Now, you're probably wondering, lttstore.com, what could they possibly carry that I would be interested in? And let me tell you. Let me show you the ways. I'm so excited because we haven't really hyped this up that much in the lead up to our launch. This has been hype, hype, relatively hype, hype. quiet. But they're finally here. Producer Dan, do you want to man the camera? Oh boy, okay. Stick locks! They're finally here! Silicone joystick covers! Cool. There you go. Stick are they, locks. Are, are they universal? Uh, yes. 
Wow. Stick locks are designed to reduce the horizontal force applied to your joysticks when traveling with a controller or console. They are small, convenient, and can be installed and removed in seconds. We spent a ton of time on the geometry for these, getting it absolutely nailed so that it fits on everything from the Nintendo Switch all the way to the Steam Deck and full-sized uh, desktop class controllers. It's super flexible, but hard enough that it's not going to kind of pull on things when you are, uh, you know, sliding a controller or sliding a console in or out of your bag. I am so, so excited to launch these. Um, and Luke, have you ever touched them? Have you touched stick locks no. yet? Okay, cool. Here is a box of stick locks. Here is a Nintendo Switch. Steam Deck. Nintendo Pro Controller, Xbox Controller, DualSense, okay, pick, I don't know, two or three, I don't care, pick however many you want, and let's get you to install some stick locks! Right. Okay, now you guys, I'm going to brief you once, just at the very beginning, Dan is not going to try to follow Luke around, he's just going to aim there, Luke, keep the thing there. Oops, that's not what I meant to click. Okay, there we go. I like that, it's cheeky, it's good. You might have to read it for the people. You look really smart, but here's an installation guide if you need it. <laughs> cool, and then it shows all the things it's like compatible with, I guess. PlayStation 2 controller, PlayStation DualShock 3 controller, PlayStation DualShock 4 controller, PlayStation DualSense controller, Xbox controller, Nintendo GameCube controller, and Valve Steam Deck, Nintendo Switch, and Nintendo Switch Pro controller. Now, there is one asterisk there. The uh, PlayStation 2 controller we actually found is a little bit more hit or miss. So the site has been updated... Um, in advance of the launch, but you'll have seen the site before you see the packaging, so I think it's fine. Okay, let's see if you can handle it. These are going to end up being fidget toys. I know. They're fun. <laughs> Just making sure you guys are aware. I would recommend, you know what, I'm going to let you try and figure it out because this is, no offense, this is a, an average user here that I'm... Wow. Okay. Hold that up for the, hold that up for the camera. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like I said, so average you can, user. You can see it on here, and I can, like, do that. Put more pressure on it. Come on, it's a stick lock. That's the whole point. And it... Oh, that's kind of cool. So if I do get it to move by putting, like, a... You can see my finger. I'm putting quite a bit of pressure on there. It goes back. Cool, right? It kind of pushes itself back a little bit. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Is okay. this how you're supposed to do it? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a two-hand operation there's gotta that that is a thing like we really did uh we really did try to make it something that you could one hand it did end up being a two-hand thing i personally find that the fastest way i'm just going to come back out to the wide cam for a second here you just squish it over top i've got my own pack of stick without locks, inverting so, so the way that the way that i like to do it here i'll take it yeah sure is oh where's somewhere that you guys can actually see uh oh good good gravy well okay the way that i like to do it is i do the two thumb method put it on the stick this is really hard to do while i'm also hosting and then i put it on like that so i'll, I'll get the two thumbs in there to kind of spread it open and then get it over the uh really what's wrong with you <laughs> i'll get it over the joystick uh, why don't you actually, instead of doing the Steam Deck, which is basically like the same 
as the oh oh actually yeah leave those installed leave those installed this is really good so here's the uh nintendo switch pro controller okay see if you can do the switch this no no the switch yeah 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 oh. Joy-Con. okay let's get Finding something that was possible to install on everything from low profile to full-sized joysticks was really challenging. This is one of those prod products that we conceived a very, 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 very long time ago and then took forever to actually get right. But we're really, really proud of the result. So it is a little bit more challenging to get onto the Switch, but it totally goes on there. I found it easier. Really? All right, well... I, those were both, like, instant. You're also more... also, the first way I was doing it was also, like, really bad. <laughs> so I, I don't think I'm doing it the same way you do, because I couldn't see your demonstration, but the, the new way I'm doing it is way better. You're also more practiced at it now, so that's probably yes, a I factor. too. Yeah. So, do you want to just show... Okay, the last thing I want to show is how it sits uh, more proud on the Steam Deck compared to on the Switch controller. There you go. So, you can see how the way the geometry is designed... It can flatten out more, or it can stand more tent-like, and either way, it prevents the stick from moving. Do you want to just give the give the sticks a little wiggle, or try? You can try. Yeah, I move. I'm moving the whole. <laughs> That's clearly in place, and then this one is also in place. It is slick too. I was doing this earlier. Whoop! I pulled that one off. But oh, it okay. Is... Bob, that make make sure it was on there. I don't want. If it's bad, we got to pull it. We got to pull the product. <laughs> Mister, I found it so much easier to put on the Switch. It is a little... Okay. I find it a little more challenging to put on the Switch, personally. I thought I had it. It might have been how I pushed at it. There we go. But yeah, they're slick. So like you were mentioning, you put it in your bag and yeah. it should actually be fine. Because it'll slide along materials. Especially if you have an LTD bag that has like the, the like... I don't know what it is, but the like soft touch material. Yeah. Yeah. It'll slide right along Screen that. safe material, I think we call it on the product page. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm so excited. So, stick locks are finally here. We're absolutely jazzed for them. So we've got some really great questions. Uh, I had someone asking, hey, does this help with stick drift? You know what? Unfortunately, it's not something that we can scientifically Maybe. test with the equipment that we have today. Uh, but what we do know is that if something is moving around in your bag or getting caught on anything, that is probably not good for it. And we know that people have been looking for a way to keep their sticks in place, whether it's a case, whether it's some kind of lock, and now there is a thing. People ask for that. removal. The way I would do it, oh, sure. I don't know if you're supposed to, but I would like brace Here, it on gonna one side. I'm going to go back to Luke's camera and just hold it up. Yeah, we don't need Dan to come I would back. brace it on one side and then peel up the opposite side. Is that what you would do? No, I actually two-handed again, so going back to the wide. Uh, so I would typically just put my thumb in the middle. Uh, hold on. Just a sec. Wow, it's actually really hard to get off this. Oh, no, there we go. So what I... Right, 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 right. What I would typically do is get under it like this to get yeah. under one of the legs. Yeah. And then put oh, my finger on the straight joystick. Straight down, yeah. Straight down and then pull it up. That so that sense. way you can get it off without moving the stick around and putting a ton of pressure on it. Yeah. So I will typically go thumbs to invert it, stick it on like that, get under one of the legs, press it down in the middle and pull it off like that. Good to go. Freaking excited! Cool. Yeah, these took a long time. Oh yeah, fourteen ninety nine, and that comes. Uh, that gives you a pack of four. Uh, hey Dan, 
Could I trouble you? I forgot water today. Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. I need some water. You can pick your own merch messages to read. Oh, okay. We're, oh, we're supposed to do uh, three merch messages. I'll read Two. It. We're supposed to do two merch messages. I gotta scroll all the way down to the curateds. Okay, I use the WAN desk pad at my repair shop counter and I'm always getting asked, where can I get one? Have you considered slash would you sell to small businesses for retail release? This is from Robert H. I mean, yeah. No one's ever asked. Like you'd be, you would be, oh, I shouldn't even say no one's ever asked. I mean, we've tried with some of our products. Um, like... I, I joked in that microcenter sponsored video when we were down there fixing XQC's computer. I was uh, I was joking with the rep. I was like, yeah, why don't you guys carry the LTT screwdriver? Because we we've actually like we've reached out to them. We've been like, hey, you guys should carry the LTT screwdriver. And they're I, I don't know what exactly is going on. I don't know if they're just dragging butt or whatever else, but not, nothing's ever happened. Seems like a good idea. I know that we've reached out to more than one retailer about carrying the ABCs of gaming. And just hasn't really worked out. I I don't know. It's confusing to me. Sure, let me know. Slide into my DMs. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think it's going to be. I think there's going to be some challenges for extremely small resellers. Like if you're asking, can you can you order two mouse pads? Yeah. That's that's honestly not much higher order volume than a user. Um, so I could I could see us having some kind of like minimum order quantity or something to set. Up. I guess we don't really have any infrastructure no for reseller to accounts. Do that, no. Well, we're working on we're working on quantity discounts, right? For the um, for the bit selector. Ah. Uh, yep. So maybe we could reuse so some you of want that to logic. Just baked into the normal store though. Is that normal? Is that? I don't think that's. Well, some stores do. Like McMaster Car has that. Yeah, that's a very industrial thing though it's it that's like an industrial thing that happens to also sell to individuals you can do the whole thing you should just send it whole bottle no <laughs> would you like oh. another <laughs> if only we sold <laughs> if only we sold larger water bottles <laughs> i carry my 64 ounce literally everywhere um but anyways yeah i don't know yeah hit me one with more another, please one more oh i meant more water but yeah sure uh, let's see, which one did you read? Let's pick just one at random. Uh, what challenges have the Floatplane dev team overcome this week? This week? This week? How about what challenges have they overcome today? <laughs> That's a shorter list. Yeah. But still probably too long for WAN show. Um, We're back to six hour WAN show. Yeah, I could, I could, I could send it. Um, yeah, so I think this week was largely, we got all of the features that we want to have uh, on the beta site onto the beta site last week. Um, so now we're going through and doing like cleanup. Um, so there was bug fixes to have, to have, there was, there was a couple hot fixes that were pushed this week. Um, there was also some, some things pushed from, from Jaden and another person that I haven't actually asked if he's cool with me saying his name on stream yet. So I will not say his name, but from another person, uh, kind of cleaning up some of the payments, upgrade, downgrade stuff that we pushed last week. Um, so that it's a, it's a little bit more bug free now. There are still some problems with it. Um, including some of the logic for upgrading and downgrading, which we're going to be changing a little bit, um, and increasing transparency to the user on on when and why and how they can or cannot do that. Um, just because 
we don't want any confusion there. We want it to be very obvious what limitations there are. Uh, so some changes there, but once those changes are done, uh, we're basically done with that big push. So the beta will stop being a beta and it will just be the main site. The, the original aim for that was, was this week, but then there was some additional work that I wanted to get done in relation to payment upgrade downgrade. Um, so we're going to finish those off and then, and then we'll try to send it, but yeah. Okay. let's, uh, let's see if we can knock out a couple of rapid fires here. We got a, about a minute left or so in this segment. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, this is going to be a spicy one. If ASUS doesn't fix things to satisfaction, does pulling sponsorship deals include the LTX 2023 headline sponsorship? Yeah, of course. I've already talked to Colton about it. Got him. Yeah, rapid fire. You guys are getting better at this. Uh, let's see. Hey, LLD for Linus, wondering if basketball shorts are a thing. Actually, uh, you know what? Oh. No, I'm not done talking about that. Oh, uh, crap. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> Long show. Long show. <laughs> Praise rescinded. <laughs> What have I, what have I ever done in the past to make people doubt that? <laughs> For real, though, you do have to wonder. Like, you, you don't necessarily know how long this person has been watching. I guess how much they've 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 viewed. This could be a new viewer. Yeah, I guess they might just be someone who doesn't watch Wan Show, so doesn't go love the country. If you don't watch Wan Show and you don't go on Reddit, nothing really happens. Yeah, it's I guess that's fine. true. We like, do we do keep the the mainline content pretty, pretty just clean. evergreen. Yep. Is 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 the word that I, we try not to we try not to have too many you know wink winks current controversy ha yeah. ha uh, because we want our videos to be still re even if the part numbers of everything involved aren't that relevant. We want the learning outcomes and we want the overall vibe to be just as fun two years, three years, five years down the road as they are the day that they're released. Um, so yeah, we do tend to keep current events out of them to a degree anyway. Um, and so yeah, okay, I guess you're right, but we have, we have publicly dunked on our sponsors over and over and over and over again. And we have publicly broken up with sponsors who have not done right by our community. Um, just trying to think of some, some of the, mo the most notable ones. Um, well, we dumped Tunnel Bear when they got acquired by yep. someone shady. Yep. Um, we, there was some clothing brand? Um, we didn't publicly dump 5.4. Okay. We quietly dumped 5.4. Again, that was related to customer service issues. I don't even yep. know if they're around anymore, but they, I don't know. it was I hard heard to, of them. basically there were two main issues. I think the one that, that broke the camel's back was, so there were two things. One was we had, we got some complaints from viewers that didn't get dealt with in a timely manner. And then the second one, the one that actually caused us to go, okay, this, this has to end. Cause they could have still just made it right by those customers and that would have been fixed. But the one that uh, ultimately killed it was that it was kind of hard to cancel your subscription or something. And we were like, Hey, you need to fix this. Yeah. And then they didn't. Yeah. Um, so then we didn't work with them anymore. Five, four still exists. They're a holding co of other, uh, intermittent shipping fashion brands. All right. Good for them. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so so I mean, those are those are a couple of couple notable examples. I mean, obviously there was the um, uh, the anchor thing recently with the Ufi security cameras that were more like Ufi insecurity cameras. 
an insecurity camera. My goodness, what would that be? So it has an automatic filter that adds 25 pounds or what? Like, <laughs> It specifically starts automatic recording when your like, heart rate jumps. <laughs> Do you want memories of when you were like, distressed? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Plex is on pause right now. Still love Plex. Still love the product. Still want to use it. Still want to resume the relationship. But there are some key things that I need to see fixed before before we're able to to move forward. Um, yeah, I mean that's the way that we can put pressure, right? That's kind of, that's that's the way we do it because we think that there is a huge benefit to to a relationship with us, to marketing with us. But there's a certain bar you have to meet, and that bar is only going to continue to get higher as we rely on the lab to evaluate our sponsors more and more. It's something that is not in full swing yet, but as we continue to build up the team there, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. All right. Two more topics. Oh, yeah. What do you want to talk about? Google I.O.? Sure. Google held their I.O. developer conference this week. The presentation primarily focused on Google's ethical approach, in quotes, uh, and integration of AI into its entire workspace suite. Uh, composition assistance in Gmail, Google Docs, etc. Ability to use text prompts to create draft spreadsheets and images and slides. Bard can handle 20 programming languages and will likewise use Docs, Maps, Lens, etc. as tools similar to ChatGPT's plugins, which I'm not going to make a whole topic about it, but they announced will be uh, usable by anyone who subscribes next week, including ChatGPT, be able to search the web and all this other kind of stuff. So, cool. Uh, Google also demoed demoed google search with an ai snapshot included at the top of search results which could serve as a jumping off point for further ai powered actions a la bing there's a wait list to access this feature unsurprisingly because that's how everything's working right now which is part of search labs google introduced the future project tailwind not to be confused with tailwind uh, which will be a personalized private AI model that learns from your documents and acts as a tutor and research assistant. This is similar to their Vertex AI division, which will let businesses build custom AI tools with their choice of model, like Palm 2, Imogen, etc. Uh, working with Character AI, a service that creates custom chatbots with different personalities, even ones based off celebrities. There's a chick on TikTok or something that is selling access to her AI, which pretends to be your girlfriend for $1 a minute. Yeah, I saw that. Crazy. Google is supporting their rhetoric about ethical AI development with concrete features. Uh, meta tagging for meta tagging for AI images. I ability mean, that's to, a concrete feature, assuming that they actually do it and assuming that it's actually accurate. The second one, pretty big. Uh, ability to spot and highlight potential malicious code. You can say what Linus just said yet again. Uh, additional context to allow users to spot misinformation, such as notes on an image that show where and when it was posted on the internet. Um, a universal translator whose dubbing and lip syncing are available only to authorized partners to prevent deepfakes. That will definitely work and never have any problems. Uh, hardware <laughs> announcements were Slash relatively S. unsurprising. Uh, the Pixel Fold was exactly as leaked. Surprise, surprise. The Pixel Tablet supports multiple users and can double as a Nest Hub. That's actually kind of neat. The Pixel 7a is very similar to the 6a with modest improvements in most areas. Notably, its refresh rate has gone from 60 to 90. That's actually pretty nice. 
Uh, its main camera has a 72% bigger sensor and has a significant jump in resolution, 12.2 uh, megapixels to 64 megapixels. Discussion question, what is the value of a company like Google emphasizing thoughtful, ethical approach to AI? I mean, it's only as good as the follow their commitment. Yeah. It yeah. means nothing right now. And Google's all. commitment to anything is very questionable. Very questionable. I mean, I talked about this on that stream that we pulled down earlier this week. Oh, I guess I should probably explain that at some point. Um, I talked about this on the stream, but you know, the biggest the 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 biggest issue for me with Google's tablets, and it was tablets that I was focused on when I was talking about it on the stream, is that I just what do you need to do on a tablet? Right? What? No, really? Like what? I never use them, so I don't know. Watch YouTube or something? Yeah, I mean that was that was the number one response. Yeah, like watch YouTube, we Netflix, something like that. Respond to email, browse the web. Sure. Uh, I find responding to email on a tablet very annoying, but like. Yeah, some people some people do it. But yeah, remember, sure. the, like, I don't know the way some people reply to emails. Like, okay, like uh, they use email as you know instant messaging, messages. right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, but browse the web and watch video were the the, num the number one and number two responses. Is there any reason that you couldn't do that on an Android tablet? Nope. No, of course not. So then why does everyone buy iPads? <laughs> <laughs> because there's continuity in yeah. the ecosystem. Because you know that when your iPad cracks the screen or gets old, I there's a new one that will work just like the old one and mm. all your stuff works. And you're good to go immediately. In my experience, a lot of apps on Android tablets are super janky and terrible. Uh, the experience is just kind of rough. Like everyone I know that buys one is like, yeah, this thing sucks. Well, that's because Google's, again, because Google's commitment to Android tablets yeah. has been lackluster. So they're not creating, they're not signaling the importance of the category by supporting it properly. They're not encouraging developers. They're not getting hardware out there at an affordable price in a way that will incentivize developers for the platform. And for consumers, they're not giving them the trust that if they buy an Android tablet, it will be supported for a reasonable amount of time. And once it reaches a reasonable end of life, there will be a new one for them to transition to. And so I think for me, the biggest, the biggest question is what's the follow through going to be? And, you know, back to the whole, you know, metadata tagging on AI generated images and all that sort of thing. Like, what about when AI is not the Silicon Valley word du jour? What if we go back to Internet of Things? Yeah. Oof. Remember Ugh. Internet of Things? Yeah. I mean, what are some other what are some other stupid cringe? I mean, obviously, Metaverse was the, the most recent one Web before AI. Web 3.0. Yeah. What happens when we move on to the next trendy thing that everyone wants in their in their quarterly uh, in their quarterly call, uh, earnings calls and in their new product announcements? Right. Do they just kind of say, well, I don't know. Everyone seems to be kind of over this AI thing and move on. I don't I just don't know. What product has Google successfully launched in the last five years? No, really, though. Guys, for real, if I'm way off base here, you got to let me know. So I'm trying to think of, like, what I use. Meet isn't new. I use Meet all the time. They, like, change the name a billion times, but it's still just Meet. <laughs> uh, Google Workspace, Google Search. 
Pixel phone? Dude, no. Uh, the original he's talking five about, years? He's also he's talking about uh new verticals, not individual product. Yeah. So he's not saying like releasing the eighth pixel doesn't count. Um Yeah, like an update to Android Auto is not releasing a product. Yeah. Although shout I mean, out Android Auto. It sort of is, but he means he means Actually. new verticals. Yeah. Yeah, but the Pixel also hasn't been in the last five years, guys. Stadia. Stadia is not a successful launch. I mean, what 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 is it? it. It's a successful launch. Chromecast is very old, guys. uh, Spontaneous rapid deconstruction. What what what's the what's the term for it when you launch something and it blows up? Is it Spud? I think so. Sorry. Spud, I think. No, no, I'm talking about the rocket that blew up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what the actual acronym is. Yeah, it's not an actual acronym. It's just like a silly thing they were saying. I think. No, it's a thing. Oh, it's a thing. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. Shows you what I know. Rud, rapid unscheduled disassembly. Disassembly. There we go. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. So, I mean, yeah, sure. You could. Oh, come on. Pixel fold. Okay, that is unproven. Unproven, and you can't even buy it yet. Wireless Android Auto. No, that's iterative. That's a new feature on an existing product. See, this is what I'm talking about. With the R&D budget that Google has. Still watching. Pixel Watch is... Is, is that not like 90% dead in the water? And didn't they just buy Fitbit? <laughs> like, it doesn't count if you just buy something and then... I don't know. I just don't get it. It's a whole thing. What is it? The innovator's dilemma or whatever it is that explains why big companies can't invent anything anymore. Because it's just, it, it's impossible because it's like not worth their time to invent things. Yeah. But then if it's not worth your time to invent things, why do you employ do you so do? many inventors? Yeah. Why don't you just all wear suits? <laughs> I don't know, man. More advertisements. I mean, yeah, certainly that. Um, people asking, why was the stream taken down? The stream was taken down because the video did not meet uh, our standards for quality. And because it was an archived uh, VOD of a live stream, there was no way to really fix it and make it meet our standards for quality. It was a definitely a team effort, why it kind of uh, sucked. I want to shout out everyone who was involved in it because we all did our best to kind of turn this thing around extremely quickly when there were other distractions um, unrelated to the stream, unrelated to the video that were going on. Um, I want to, I want to um, thank YouTube for their uh, for their patience with the whole with the way the whole thing went down because we we pulled the video after because I was like, okay guys, here's what happened. The first couple minutes of the stream, what was it down like three or four minutes? For what? Sorry. Uh, for the for the stream earlier this week that went to the wrong stream key. Oh yeah, it was about two and a half minutes, something like that, before okay. we could figure out why. So the first couple minutes of it went to the wrong stream key, which was a whole thing because we had to have it scheduled because the feature that we were supposed to be showcasing, YouTube Shopping, was is was beta, so it had to be activated on a specific scheduled event, and we don't normally do scheduled events. We go live kind of like you go live on Twitch where you just start streaming in your, well, in our case, in your encoding software and uh, in our restreamer. Um, So it just goes when it goes. There is no schedule. But we had to set up a schedule because they had to activate that feature. So uh, we didn't go live to the scheduled one. We went live to our normal one that we use for WAN show. So the title and thumbnail was wrong. 
And then for the VOD, once we actually got it switched over to the scheduled one, the first two and a half minutes where I even explained what the crap was going on were missing. And so all we (sighs) see is me sitting there confused because I'm trying to fig- I'm trying to process, am I supposed to be sorry, am I supposed to back up and we start again? What do you mean we streamed to the wrong key? What does that even mean? Because I haven't used the scheduled thing since YouTube fixed their live streaming, so I don't have to use it anymore. So I haven't touched it in like two or three years. Um, what does that even mean? Do, do I start at the beginning? They're like, no, no, don't start at the beginning. I'm sitting here going, right, but what about the VOD? But I can't ask these questions because I am live <laughs> on stream right now, having just sent a not- go live notification to it, thousands of people. And the problem with that is you don't, you don't get another one. So oh, like you need it to seems like it did send that. out a second one because it's technically a different stream destination. So we did get two notifications, oh. which is even worse. Okay, yeah. but now he doesn't get another one of the right one. I think your yeah. daily limit is four or five. Yeah, but you can't burst them, right? I don't think so. Can mm, you? I'm not sure. Okay. What I do know is that the reason that you have a notification limit per day, the reason they're gated, is because oh, of it's good. They should. viewer fatigue. Yeah. They're trying to protect you from yourself. Yeah. People don't want their phone blowing. Lines to laugh. I'm busy we, right now. But what is this? We don't need you know, something like, like that for Flowplane, but you definitely need something like that for if you're a, like a YouTube or a Twitch. Absolutely. Definitely. So pretty much I was looking at it going, all right, what is the net benefit of leaving this up? The whole point of this, this, the sponsored aspect of this stream, because we're going to talk about Google I.O. on WAN Show anyway. So the whole point of this sponsored stream is for them to showcase this feature that is only applicable to live. Pull the video, go find something else, upload that today. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what we did. Um, sorry, guys, I didn't mean to kind of leave people in the dark, but also people seemed to mostly not care. It didn't even manage to generate an outrage thread over on Reddit, so... Impressive. Yeah, it's actually quite impressive. Uh, did, oh, yeah. oh, okay. We got people asking, did YouTube still pay you? Uh, yes, apparently the deal is not dead. We do have some more stuff coming. We've got some shorts on the three new hardware devices, and then we've also got um, a second stream coming, but the second stream is going to have a far more structured format, and there will be you know, a clear thing for us to talk about is uh is is the goal i think that's good yeah freaking a i mean oh go ahead i was just gonna topic transition us oh, so I'm, if you have more to say go for it oh, well speaking of the devices i wanted to kind of um talk about those a little bit pixel 7a looks killer would you ever go pixel again after the experiences you've had actually yes probably really because there's one killer feature you are basically like in an abusive relationship at this yes. point though Okay. But if someone else releases this feature, I will very likely be gone. All right. What is your... Screen call. Uh... It's actually amazing. And I use it all the time. I have not picked up a call from a scammer in like years. All right. All right. (laughs) Chat's hilarious. They always come crawling back. Yeah. Okay. I I even had Riley called me. But I didn't have his like caller ID in my phone, and it showed up as, it it showed up in a way that looked super scammy because there was like, yeah. it it just said like British Columbia, but there's a bunch of spaces in the middle of it. So I was like, oh, this is definitely a scam. So I screened it, but then it says on the thing, like very clearly, he's like, yeah, ah, there's something going on with Flowplane. I need to, and I'm like, okay, sweet. 
By the way, I just want to make it very clear. Some people seem to think that the issue with the stream was Google's fault. It was not. Um, okay, follow-up question. Mm. You've been looking kind of enviously over my shoulder at the big screen fold device no. for a while. Really? Nope. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were pretty into like not the happening. spreadsheets and stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm not spending $2,000 on a phone. Oh, I thought, okay, okay, well, you jumped ahead. Okay, so yes, it looks cool. And then... It looks interesting. Follow-up question. I would really like to be able to, like, test drive one. Man, I had a whole I had a whole thing. I was going to... Sorry. You jumped right to the Sorry. end. Like, what do you think this is? Dennis's French fry thing? <laughs> okay, sorry, go for it. Okay, so you've been looking over my shoulder at the big screen on the fold. Yeah. Okay. Oh, see, now you've ruined it. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Sorry, I was pretty confident I knew where you were going. Oh, man. What was I? Now, I, now I don't even remember what I was going to say. Um, right, right. I was going to say, you're fairly wealthy. Would you Would you spend the $1,700? I still, I still have a, a house to save up for. Yeah, that's um, true. All right. So dropping two grand on a phone doesn't feel fun. I am probably planning like this, this you know, September's release of phones. Yeah. To look into something. Because it's been... So you want an iPhone. Don't, don't they release other ones at that time too? Um, Might is out of the loop. It's been yeah, a long time. I, I think the I think the new Qualcomm chipset cycle is a little bit off of Apple's okay. cycle right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think I it's, more like, it's more like spring because we just got the brand new S23. I think Pixel like 8... Is kind of where I'd be aiming. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. One more cycle. Because I'm I'm four A five G at this point, so I'm a little I'm a little far back. Yeah, but and you're still like, getting support. So. Yeah. So it's still fine for now, but like it's time to start considering. You know. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yep, that's fair. Um, I I hope the tablet goes well. I mean, it's got a good processor. It's five hundred bucks. It comes with the little dock, and then the last one is of course the Pixel Fold. That I will have a lot to say. Once I actually get hands-on with it, I'm very excited, but I need to really use it and, you know, try out some of the apps that I've had trouble with on my Samsung folding devices and see if they're any better. So there's a comment on Floatplane Chat that says, Luke doesn't seem like the kind of person who's getting an iPhone. You might actually be kind of surprised. Um, You'd be surprised about both of us. I daily yeah. drove the iPhone for years. Yep. And I have nothing really against iPhones. My biggest issue with an iPhone is because I don't generally use them. The needing to learn the platform doesn't sound interesting to me. But I'm not against an iPhone necessarily. There's honestly not a lot to learn. Like it's, I, I don't know. It, it there, yeah. I, I I don't really know what to tell you. Like there's, there's, there's stuff also like weird things. Like I'm. My phone's down there because it'll buzz the mics. But um, I'm a big fan of like very, very clear home pages. Yeah. I only have things on my homepage like like float plane, calling, email. Like very like if I'm opening my phone, it is probably for one of these types of applications. I don't like the whole screen being full. I'd love to. I'd love someone to just like corner Tim Cook and ask. How is it actually possible on this green and blue marble that you guys do not allow me to put my icons wherever I want on my home screen? Yeah, that one's actually crazy. It's yeah. it's just it's one of those things that's just so obvious that you just obviously need to obviously fix this and it'll take like twenty minutes because you've obviously already done the dev work. You just haven't rolled it for whatever reason. It's like, like actually embarrassing how much that would influence my decision to get an iPhone. <laughs> it's 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 not even it's not even possible. 
that some iOS engineer didn't just stay late one day and fix that for lols on a creative day that is actually not possible. <laughs> it, mu it has happened. I guarantee it. Just the way developers work. You know how developers work. In fact, someone would be like, "This this annoys me," and then I just do it. and they would just fix it, because um, it's really stupid and really just needs to be fixed. Um, but it's very annoying. okay, uh, this is something that like really annoys me. Like you'll find little annoyances on both. This is something that's been driving me absolutely crazy on Android, and I don't know if it's just Android or if it's the Google app. You know how Google kept telling us, "Okay, Hangouts is going away." gchat is going away blah 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 and it just like never goes away and it's just, it's still there so now whenever i share i just took a screenshot i went and i clicked share um if i if i go to i hate this menu this absolutely hate this menu instead of instead of being just gmail because i clicked i clicked gmail there's now a second click do no you do chat or do you want to do email no i don't want to do chat i actually hate that menu so much that i will always go out of my way to not use it the share menu yeah i'll just download things or copy links yeah. and then manually go to the messaging app and do it that way it's just like I have... full of random things instead of the yeah. most recent people i talk yes. to and just and i'm like how like how does it think i'm going to share this to someone that i haven't talked to in like five years when the like three people in my life that i share things to off my phone are never here yeah like what <laughs> what the heck so it literally doesn't save me time and then the amount of times that it's like I have to scroll so much to find the right yeah. app or like the right person or whatever that is, is just, I don't know. I find it very annoying. Okay, this is very great. So my top one is myself, my personal Gmail account, which I have probably never shared anything to because <laughs> why would I? And my second one is my work account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, which I would never share anything to from my, oh, actually that's not true. I would email things to myself from time to time just because embarrassingly it's easier than just, yep. You know, um, then I've got my son, my wife, my aunt, maybe. Uh, okay. Oh, here we go. Then I've got some random Discord server that I have literally never shared anything to. <laughs> you on Discord. I actually do share things to you. Another yep. random Discord server that I have literally never shared anything to. And then two completely random Teams message channels. One is Dan. Dan, when's the last time I shared anything to you over Teams? Oh, I mean, you messaged me earlier, so maybe that's why I'm there first. Literally never, literally never, literally never, literally never. I don't use this application. Literally <laughs> never, sometimes never. Wow. Fantastic. What's the point? Like, I just... My problem is that oh every gosh. single icon in my share menu, all of them are blue. <laughs> They're all blue and white. I can't tell what any app is. Teams is blue and white. Facebook is blue and white. Twitter is blue and white. They're all blue and white. Share with I mom. Can't... Oh, shoot, shoot, shoot. No. <laughs> Not that, mom. I'm sorry that Floatplane has contributed to your problem. Why uh, is everything blue? <laughs> it's, a, it's a very neutral, like, things are fine color. Um, yeah, anyways, should I topic pivot us? Sure. Should we move on? Uh, YouTube, another YouTube thing. Uh, YouTube has confirmed that it is experimenting with blocking some users with ad blockers enabled from watching Ooh. videos on the platform. Spicy. Ooh. 
YouTube has previously addressed this issue, but it has been a few years since the last time. There's a screenshot of a YouTube notice to users with an ad block uh, enabled that was posted to Reddit. Um, that's just the YouTube logo. It says ad blockers are not allowed on YouTube. It looks like you may be using an ad blocker. Ads allow YouTube to stay free for billions of users worldwide. You can go ad free with YouTube premium and creators can still get paid from your subscription. And then there's a button uh, that says allow YouTube ads. And then there's another button that says try YouTube premium. I don't know what allow YouTube ads would do. Um, oh, maybe it, maybe what have they like scripted a way for your, disable your the extension? to disable the, the I, extension on that. Domain? That must only work through Chrome or something. I don't know. I mean, most people are using Chrome, so yeah. maybe it works. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the more legitimate criticisms include that YouTube's ads have increased a great deal over time and that YouTube premium is relatively expensive from the perspective of occasional viewers. Discussion question, is there any better way to convince people to pay for content? Um, no. <laughs> That's my response. I, I don't think, like, I'm not saying this is necessarily a good way, but I don't think there's a different way. Like, how do I, how do I, how do I even talk about this without starting some kind of firestorm? No, yeah, you're just going to get wrecked. Because I think the entire... I wish I was wearing my ad block yeah. privateering shirt. Because the entire counter argument to me last time around was that if consuming the ads was the form of payment for consuming content on the platform then google would block ad blockers so okay here we are um <laughs> i don't know what else to tell you guys and uh, i i believe the main defense at that time was well it's like not actually like in the terms or something i guess it is now i guess so um is that better I mean, yeah, Are you happy it's, about this? It, yeah, it's one. It's one of those things where um, people are saying like Floatplay. I'm like, yeah, I, I think if people weren't subscribed on Floatplay and they had AdBlock on YouTube, and then this happens, I don't necessarily know that they're going to subscribe on Floatplay. Like these options have existed, yeah, already. So if they weren't already subscribed to it, then that option is not the better way to convince people because it already existed. And I actually didn't say you may not use ad blockers. I yeah. mean, we've even talked about it in the past. We showed people how to set up a freaking pie hole. Yeah, we've, like, we've shown multiple times how to set up these types of services. All I said was, you've got to consider the consequences of your actions. Yeah. The consequences are real. The more people block ads, the more a platform will become actually not sustainable. Do you and they will introduce more draconian anti-ad blocking measures that's just how it works that's I, I don't make these rules i'm just i'm the messenger please, time to shoot please no raise your weapons not shoot <laughs> not shoot the messenger i don't think they'll ever do anything about sponsor block though um, uh, i don't know that, I would that's put not it past their, them. that's not their thing though yeah i guess so there's no actual financial incentive for them trying to block sponsor block yeah that's true It's hard to say. I mean, I wouldn't even put it past them to just say, look, we don't allow any extensions that interfere with the functionality of YouTube. Will that will that make YouTube a worse experience for some users? I mean, I don't think there's any denying I don't think it that. technically does, though. It just skips you forward in the video, right? Um, I, I genuinely haven't used it. I don't know what it does. Yeah, it skips around in the video. 
Yeah. Um, but, but that's I just using timestamp functionality. It just wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that is what it is. I'm not surprised. Every once in a while, I'll I'll get like I'll be in my Google News thing, and I'll jump to a web page, and it's like, no, you can't watch this because I have it export to my browser, and it blah 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 blah. You can't view this page unless you subscribe. It's not an ad blocking thing, but it's just like a, some news page that requires just a, pay, a subscription. Or pay yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that, so I'm going to leave. And the argument is like, oh, well, you lost their traffic, whatever. And it's like, yeah, but I'm also not taxing their service. And if I didn't pay and they didn't have ads and I did view it, how am I benefiting them? So like, I don't know. I don't know that that's necessarily the wrong call for them. That might be the right call for them. Maybe this newspaper makes a bunch of money through subscriptions and they just, it's better for them to operate that way. It's not my decision. Yep. It is my decision to just not pay it. Well, this is another like big controversy that I started when I said, look, the provider of the service or the product is the one who sets the price. And if you don't like it, you don't pay it. But yeah. just taking it is actually not um, how that works. Yeah. So like I don't find some way to like break around that limitation. I just don't read the article. Just go find something else. There is an incredible amount of stuff on the internet. <laughs> you really don't actually need to access that one thing. Truer words never spoken. It's like actually okay. You there will, really is an incredible amount of stuff on the internet. Yeah. Your life will go on if you can't access that one video or article or whatever it is. Like you'll you'll be fine. So I don't know. I don't have a lot to say about this. I am a YouTube premium subscriber. So like this won't affect me. I watch a bunch of YouTube. So it's like, and I use YouTube music. Yeah. I don't believe YouTube music is the best, but it comes nope. with YouTube premium. Yep. And I'm not going to pay for anything else. Great value. So it is what it is. <laughs> and when like I look at the bundle and I do consider that I do actually use YouTube music all the time, like... I run it for basically at least eight hours a day because yeah. I use it for just background noise when I'm working. I, yeah, I get I get the value out of my YouTube premium subscription for sure. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you guys. Don't know what to tell you guys other than this is this is what happens. And this okay, this is fair. Uh, someone in Flowplane chat said, "If you give someone something or a service, that will become an expectation. Uh, when it changes, people feel wronged." Um, and, and that, yeah, that's legit. Yeah. So I could, enough. I could understand people that have used ad blockers on YouTube for like a decade that are, it's now being blocked being like, well, that's annoying. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But like YouTube's response to that may end up rightly being you mad bro. Yeah. Like I'm, realistically, I, I mean, you can say you're going to go somewhere else, but when you're trying to figure out how to fix your dishwasher, you won't, you'll go to YouTube. I, you, 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 some people will kind of will sputter and angrily say, "No, I will." Yes, you will. Yes, you will, because that's the fastest. Because your time is worth money, which is exactly how the ads work. <laughs> your time is worth money, and that will be the fastest way to get that dishwasher repaired. You'd be silly not to, right? It's, it's tough. You can just watch the ads. You can you can literally 
you can <laughs> load it up, have the ads play, put it down, gather your tools, and then when the ads are done playing, pick it back up again. People like, are talking whatever. a lot about how much the uh, how much the prevalence of ads has increased on the platform lately, and honestly, that is that is a big challenge. Um, I, I do find it pretty obnoxious whenever I'm accidentally on an account that doesn't have uh, YouTube Premium. To me, it's um, it's always it's felt like the the gas price problem. Where like it feels like oh like tons of people are blocking ads or whatever other reason so we need to increase ads and then oh we blocked ad blockers but they're not going to pull the ads back probably uh, because they're like well let me <laughs> we find... can serve you this many already and there's a lot of pressure on creators to increase the frequency of ads I mean here um, I got this report from Colton earlier that. Uh, apparently is from Patty Galloway's latest newsletter, something, something. I, I hope this isn't like a paid newsletter or something that I am not supposed to talk about. One second, I just want to address this quickly. Krusty Trombone in Full Plane Chat said, nah, it's principle. Ads are toxic. I, I don't disagree, which is why I have premium and run right. Flowplane and do stuff like that. I don't like ads. I avoid them as much as I can. But like, I don't do that with an ad blocker. Yeah, that's that's not actually your call to make. If the if the service says the the payment is ads, then your options are consume the service and pay with ads, don't consume the service, or privateer, and just know what you're doing. That's yeah. what you're doing. So I have my like the level that I'm happy with, um, and you can have your own, and that's fine. It's great. <laughs> I love Angermon. Or Eggermon over on Twitch chat. I don't understand who the F is buying crap out of ads. Me neither. And yet here we are. They, they're, they're, clearly, they're clearly working pretty good. Um, yeah, so, okay, this is, this is really interesting. It's an evaluation of RPM, so revenue per mil, which does not mean million, it means thousand, uh, by average view duration. And the... Um, the argument made to me by our business team is, you know, hey, um, with how long WAN show runs, the AdSense numbers for it would be insane, like potentially three times what we're making, um, which is thousands of US dollars per episode additionally for WAN show. Um, Got to check and get approval from Linus. Can you loop me in? Um, and basically, yeah, our... Our RPMs are substantially lower than what they should be based on this like average RPM per video length you know chart here. And basically my my response is the part we're missing here in our calculations is the RPM of our baked in stuff. Maybe for something like WAN show, we should cut our rates, cut the sponsors out, and do mid-rolls. I just don't want to overdo it, right? Because that's the problem that I see on the platform is that you've got you've got people trying to triple dip right they've got the pre-roll ad and then they've got the mid-roll ad and then they've got the shout out for their patreon and then they've got the shout out for their sponsor and then they've got the shout out for their merch and so i think we were overdoing it for a while and in each video we had a merch shout out plus a float plane shout out we've dialed that back so we are at um no mid so our, our typical loadout on ltt anyway is that we have Pre-rolls enabled, no mid-rolls. Uh, we do have our own baked-in sponsorship spots, and we will call out either Floatplane or 
um, the LTD store in a way that is organically integrated into the content. That's sort of our, our loadout right now and seems to be about as high as you can go without it being obnoxious. And there's been a lot of arguments internally pushing me to turn mid-roll ads on. And every time I kind of come back and I say, okay, sure, what are we getting rid of? And the answer is always, I don't know. I think we have a pretty, I think we have a pretty optimal configuration right now. And I don't, I don't think we're going to change it anytime soon. Especially but when they're Dennis ads. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if anything, what we need to do is just make our baked in stuff more engaging and convert better. And then we can increase our rates for that if we really want more money. Like, let's just work for it, yeah. I guess is my response. Make the ads content. I know there's a few other creators in the space doing that type of thing too, where it's like, you actually want to watch the ads because they're just funny. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. If you want to win me over that way, like, fair enough, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, last week was not Dennis Spots on WAN Show. That's why it wasn't as entertaining, uh, Float Plane Chat. Uh, Dennis is on vacation, so... <laughs> Oh yeah, we had the Thorium proposal, but that wasn't. I mean, well, I guess that was a sponsor spot, right? I forgot. That's the, how that's how organically weren't. integrated it was. I yeah. forgot it was a sponsor spot. Speaking yeah. of sponsors, hey, perfect segue time. Thank you to Trade Coffee for sponsoring today's episode. These folks have found a way to streamline buying and trying new coffees. With Trade Coffee, it's as simple as letting them know your taste preferences. Like if I was looking for something smooth and sweet, I let Trade know, and then they find me a perfect match like their Buffalo Blend from Airship. A blend of coffee that understands that smell works in conjunction with the taste to round out the entire experience. Joe, Java, sweet, heavenly bean water. No matter what you call it, coffee can be an important part of that morning routine. Whether you like it warm and cozy or cold and bold, Trade Coffee has hundreds of different roasts to choose from. And since they ship within 48 hours of roasting, you can rest assured that you're getting fresh beans. So upgrade your morning routine with better coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a free bag of coffee with any subscription at drinktrade.com slash WAN. That's drinktrade.com slash WAN for a free bag of coffee. Thanks again, Trade. Thanks to Bark Parental Controls for sponsoring today's show. Are you worried what your kids are being exposed to in the digital world? Bark aims to provide parents with a way to monitor their children's online activity and reduce exposure to harmful content and dangerous situations. Their innovative software tools scan through social media platforms, emails, and text messages looking for signs of bullying, violence, drug use, and other conserving behaviors. If the app detects something, it sends an alert, allowing the parents to take action and address the flag content. And the best part? How easy everything is to set up and use. Simply sign up, Connect your child's accounts, and Bark is ready to sniff out those red flags. Check them out at lmg.gg bark and take the first step towards protecting your children online. Thanks to Vistaprint for sponsoring today's show. Vistaprint is the go-to company for all of your personalized printing needs. Whether you're looking to design business cards, sports team t-shirts, or eye-catching tote bags, Vistaprint has everything you need to make a statement. Their online design tools make it easy to create custom designs and their selection of high-quality materials and finishes ensures that your finished products will look professional and polished. Best of all, if you make an order and aren't happy with what you receive, send them an email and get a response back within 24 hours. All of their offerings are satisfaction guaranteed. So go to lmg.gg vistaprint today and start creating your own personalized products that are as fun and unique as you are. Hey, Dan. You got a couple merch messages? I suspect you do because... You made me use the camera. I couldn't help noticing that a few people might have bought some stick locks. Oh. Just a couple. Just a couple. A couple people bought them. I will also say, I just noticed you are too. Linus and I have been messing with these like the whole show. I think they're legitimately just as good as a fidget toy as they are a stick lock. 
Oh boy. Dual purpose. Everything we sell turns into a fidget toy. The screwdriver, this. Yeah. I think that says more about us than maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, first one here. Hey LLD, a longtime watcher since my formative tween years. Prior to getting more into tech, I am ashamed to admit that I attempted to download more RAM. What has been your most dumb tech mistake? Oof. Oh, it was definitely the time that I plugged the floppy power connector into a header on an add-in card. Fried that bad boy. Fried it good. I've only ever... I was very young. ...accidentally murdered one piece of hardware that I can remember. And it was really early on at the company. And I just roasted a motherboard. Do you remember that? Just flashed the wrong BIOS onto it. And it nice. just never came back. Nice. I was like really early on. I was really embarrassed. Nice. I think it was my personal board, but that computer was a computer that I got from you. Right. Okay. And I needed it for work because I was doing forum stuff. So it was like, uh. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then you gave me like, if I remember correctly, you gave me what was technically an upgraded board, but it was like, uh. You know when you you go high enough that like the support for it is bad and it's like actually worse sure. experience because yeah. you're not going to use the features and like yeah it was one of those situations. Nice. Yeah. So that that was really unfortunate, but yeah. I can still hear them popping on the table there. Um, oh, sorry. All right. Next up. <laughs> Wondering if you've ever considered exploring the technology behind power generation plants. I mean. Sounds super cool. Sounds like the kind of place that would be a little tough to get a tour of. Yeah, um, absolutely on that second point. Yeah, I mean, is anyone going to show us, you know, the nitty gritty of a nuclear power plant? <laughs> would I be interested in anything that isn't a nuclear power plant? <laughs> I mean, what, am I going to go look at like a coal-fired coal power plant? <laughs> 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 Yesterday's technology, today. The furnace, it's real big. <laughs> wow, that's hot. <laughs> okay we're joking like obviously there's it's more interesting than that yeah and it gets of, more advanced a lot that. of technology but yeah. um yeah no i can't say that that's my most that that's the most up my alley that something could be yeah okay and last one we're gonna have a look at here i've worked in both banking and engineering and in both we solely use virtual machines for their increased security and work from home as lmg grows do you think we will switch to some if not all employees to virtual machines um definitely not all no i think for high performance applications like video editing it's just it's a not a clear enough benefit for security to outweigh the improved performance and B, my understanding is it's not a supported use case for any of the major video editing software users. And working within a VM theoretically is completely transparent to the software, but in practice is not always completely bug-free. And I, Adobe Creative Suite does not need It's help. got enough bugs. Yeah, it doesn't need more problems yeah. so i think we're going to use it in 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 a, in a best case scenario on a bare metal workstation basically forever i could see some kind of thin client or some kind of um vdi 
thing for just general workstations. In fact, I think we're going to do a video in the next little bit just kind of exploring VDI because we've never really dug into it. But I don't see us just rolling that out wholesale anytime soon. But yeah, I, I can't I can't think of any reason that like a, a salesperson or someone in accounting couldn't just be working off a thin client or. We're going to have to right now we have one standard and it's not good. Um, like it's not good to have one standard, I should say. The standard that was made might have been very good for an important subset of people, which would be high performance users like editors. But we have so many different types of people at the company now in regards to what they do, um, that just having one doesn't make a ton of sense. So yeah, we might have a variety of different options down the line, but it will vary quite a bit. Padzilla in Floatplane Chat says, having to use thin clients at work makes me want to bash my head against my desk. It's god-awful slow, right? But that depends, Yeah. right? That depends there on what the hardware yeah. behind the thin client is. The thin client doesn't affect the performance. It's the actual VM that it's tapped into. And there are high-performance thin clients. My understanding is they're very common in the like CAD and design industry. And I think that's to do with that it's cheaper from a software licensing standpoint or something like that because the software is so expensive that you're basically an idiot to be buying one seat for every person who might use it, and you're far better off buying many licenses and then sharing them or something. Don't quote me on that. It's just something that I heard at some point, maybe. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, well, well things, will, things will change. Okay, so let's uh, get a couple of potentials out here if you want. Uh, hey, LLD for Linus, wondering if basketball shorts are a thing that's on the menu. Will we eventually do that? No. No. He's saying it's not on the menu, not that we'll never do it. Yeah, yeah, the first thing. Yeah. Okay. I, it's, I think it's pretty unlikely, though. Are there not enough brands that make basketball shorts? <laughs> yeah. Like basketball shorts are one of those things where it's just what would we be adding to the conversation? Hey, DLL, Steve or Austin going to LTX? Neither has been confirmed or denied. Then I guess I can neither confirm nor deny. Oh, exciting. Well, no, I mean, it's just the thing is like, it's not, it's not up to me to, to announce things like that for people. Um, uh, I, okay, fine. I'll tell you what, I'll say this. They've both been invited, but life happens right it's people aren't always available even if creators are very busy people even if we were actually bffs right that doesn't mean they can necessarily make it it's ltx it's not my wedding i'm not going to be mad right if they can make it that's awesome i think it's going to be a great event and if they can't make it well then hey that i'll see you next year that's awesome that'll be a great event too it's all good but some more ltx ones Hello, me, audio only me tomorrow. DLL, how do we buy products and have them waiting for pickup at LTX? Also, uh, rest in peace hotel prices over the last two years. Oh, I don't know. It's not a thing yet. What a, oh, okay. Is, is that the answer? I believe. <laughs> um, I think, okay. Somebody's going to scream at me. I'm trying to remember. Oh, you're going to pull a uh, line. No answer yet. I'll say that much. There we go. All right. Because Another... I know if you're if you're here locally, you can buy stuff here locally. But there's going to be a... Well, you can buy stuff. Oh, oh, you mean if you come to the show? Yes. You can buy stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. But I, for... I don't mean right now if you're in BC, you can buy stuff locally. Yeah. I mean if you're, if you're at LTX, there's going to be like a store and you can buy stuff. Um, there is also the... the remote bridge thing that we're planning where Floatplane and LTX store are going to have a login authentication thingy to see if you are currently subscribed at 
whatever, blah, 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 so that you can buy stuff. Um, and that's not done yet. So we don't know exactly when it will be ready. Got more, it. More LTX. Oh, well, I do have oh. a bit of an update on LTTstore.com, though. Okay. I think we've settled on a location for it. Sorry, that's me. Uh, I think it's going to be... Oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did I say something wrong? You must have said something wrong because... I probably did. The one and only Nick Light has made a call to me. What I do yeah, wrong? I have two things. One one from this and one from earlier. So Got two things. One right here, one right here. Yeah. Um, if you have an LTX ticket, you should be able to pre-purchase your merch already on the LTX site. Oh, cool. You just have to use the same email to log in on the site as you bought the ticket with. Neat. Yeah. And then the other thing was when you're talking about retailers earlier, um, we are figuring out our retail strategy. I can't really say more than that right now um, on live, but um, that's why we don't have like updates on micro center and stuff. It's not on their side. It's on our side. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So. If you want, you can call me after the show. Oh, okay. All right. Sure. All right. So apparently, all right. Bye -bye. Later. <laughs> We summoned Nick. We said too many things wrong. <laughs> Let's see if we can do it again. <laughs> Twice in the same show would be pretty great. <laughs> we should see how many different people we can summon on one show. Oh, Tynan's already been uh, blowing up my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so that's two. Is he upset about stick locks? Because uh, he worked on stick locks. He asked me to message oh, him cool. and I ghosted him. Nice. Well, that's just rude. He will watch it back later. I don't know why he wants. I think he's just excited. I, who knows? Um, it's all merch, by the way, not just LTX merch. The The idea is that you can place your order and then just like pick it up when you're there, which will make more sense the closer to the event we get. Yeah, yeah, not really. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I wanted to give the update on LTTstore.com. Uh, we have not decided to proceed with the retail space that we found that was pretty cool because I think what we're going to do is more of like a warehousey style thing where you can you can pick up but also it'll be like uh, operating as a warehouse and it'll be in more of like an industrial area uh, I think it's going to be where the little gym is now and so that'll become lttstore.com so this is this is how you're going to tell me that I'm not getting my wish oh you're getting your wish so I have other big news. Our financing got approved for a second... What, what about second badminton unit? Oh. oh. Um, so the badminton center is going to be substantially larger. Yeah. It will be 14 courts now. Uh, and there will be a pretty decent, like, 1,600, 1,800 square foot gym. Of badminton courts? No. Of like sixteen hundred, not sixteen thousand. Yeah, yeah. What's gonna be there? I don't know. I was gonna gonna ask you, like, what's good? Like, it's an actual like gym, like a workout gym. Yeah, like for members. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm suddenly like way more excited. Yeah, I know. Cause so you... wait, you're serious? Yeah. Oh, what, that's what sick. That's sick. I've been trying to convince him to have the current one turned into a gym for a long time. And there's all these like liability problems, which are legit. So I understand. Yes. But it would just be sweet if it was like a thing. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. So uh, obviously everyone who works at Yvonne Umbrella Corporation, uh, any of the companies under there will, will be able to get access to the gym. With YBC. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. Okay. So here's the thing. 
I don't know if I'll be able to just be like, yeah, you get it for free because that could hurt the KPIs of the operations manager who we have uh, actually hired now. Uh, who's going to be running that? Well, that's business. a lot of people to give access to that for free. Yeah, so they all they, have similar working schedules and yeah. So I don't want to screw anyone over. Just go like, hey, yeah, you know your KPIs that you have to be profitable. Oh, by the way, you have a hundred <laughs> free users in your gym. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, Sultan of Slack asks, so when's the pickleball tournament? Yeah, probably when I turn about fifty-five. We'll convert it to pickleball. That's 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 what I kind of have in mind. I'm just gonna be like, hey, everyone who was playing, everyone, shut it down, shut it down. Okay, we're moving the nets down, moving the nets down. Okay, we're pickleball facility. Everybody Change gets the sign. Wooden paddles now, yeah. or whatever it is. I think it's wooden paddles. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, super excited. Okay, what well, were you saying, Dan? When can we be expected to be notified if we are selected to volunteer at LTX? Oh, I don't think either of us are gonna know. I have no idea. Yep. I would hope pretty soon. Yep. Like if we haven't told people pretty soon, then it's going to be pretty tough for them to schedule. Um, uh, I, you know what I would do is post on the forum because I know that uh, Chase is monitoring the LTX thread there. Yeah. Post on the LTT forum. This might be a question for Tyna, but has there been any testing to see if the stick locks fit on the Steam Deck inside the OEM case? That's a good question. Tynan would probably know that. Um, it used to be that our inventory was right on the other side of this wall here, and I could just run and grab a Steam Deck yeah. case, but it's not. So I don't know. Yeah, we'd have to figure that out. And let's see. Does the bag you are developing for consoles like the Steam Deck have some kind of stick protection built in? The Steam Deck's original case has some cutouts to give the stick space, for example. Yeah, it doesn't, but it's also very, very early in development right now, and that's not impossible, but it could be very challenging. So depending on the route we go, if we go switch specific, then it could, but if we go universal, then it wouldn't be able to. Then you should bundle it with some stick, stick locks. locks. Hey, there we go. Sick. I think we should, yeah, we can move on here if you guys like. Yeah. Sure. Two to three more topics, please. Let's talk about Dan. this watch thing. Yeah, let's talk about this watch thing because I am ticked. Oh, boy. Fossil, who acquired Misfit in 2015, has discontinued support for Misfit watches, the companion app, and website. What this means, get this, is that users will no longer be able to adjust some settings, including changing the time. <laughs> And am I right? They still sell them? Um, the most recent models of Misfit watches were launched in 2018 and only stopped production in late 2019 and early 2020. Fossil still sells smartwatches based on Misfit's hybrid watch technology. Fossil doesn't appear to have made any announcement. It simply dropped Misfit from its brand page and users found themselves unable to log in. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Now, <laughs> Fossil confirmed. Oh, okay. When we oh, we apparently contacted them. Oh, good job, Wan Show team. Fossil confirmed it was indeed dropping support for Misfit when contacted by Linus Media Group. Hmm. <laughs> you know, I never really got it before. 
the whole expensive watch thing, you know, like like big like mechanical watches, you know. It'll still work. At least it'll still work. <laughs> what the heck? And this is Fossil. I thought this was like a premium brand. Someone can't remotely take it from you. I think it is. I don't actually know, but I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, fossil. Watch. How is it even possible? That there is no obligation, if you drop support for a product you sold, to open source it. How is that even possible in the year 2023? Oh, Star Wars collaboration with Fossil. Hold so on, I can hold get... on. Luke laptop. Let's go. They have, they have Luke Skywalker okay, leather hold watch. On. No, wait, 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 wait. Stop looking at that. Okay, okay. Luke. Yes. What did that pop-up say? You have my superpower too. I saw you do it. <laughs> I actually I remember it was like yellowy or gold or something and nothing I knew nothing else about it <laughs> I, I, that's all just the color then I might even I might be right about that but I might be conflating it with this golden watch that's on the screen okay so we're back to Luke's um, laptop here but yeah I just found that they did this Star Wars collaboration I thought it was funny because Linus is not into high-end fashion particularly and also isn't into modern Star Wars so that would be funny. Yeah, that would be the not Linus watch right yeah, there. Especially this one, because it's so gaudy. Wow. That would not suit you at all. Thanks. No problem. I don't are, think any of these would suit me if that helps. Are those dog tags cringe? Are those actual dog Literally, tags? For 120 bucks, and it says three C3PO on it. Do people buy this? We need to just have more there's products. Z there's zero reviews. No, no, Luke, we need to just have more products because people are obviously just looking for something to throw money at at this point. Yeah. Really? RT okay. Okay, the earrings are cute. The earrings are pretty cute. The charm bracelets, like, that's probably all right. Oh, so Fossil's, like, not premium then. Like, these are... Okay, to, to be clear, $500, $600 for a while. Obviously, that's, like, a lot of money, but watches yeah so they're not they as far as i can tell they're not like insane but they're not cheap either yeah okay 250 dollar purses that's not i don't know i don't know anything to be honest yeah about that stuff no no idea <laughs> got it anyways that's some bs you should not be able to just like turn off someone's ability to change the time on their watch yeah this whole that thing sucks. this whole thing is just okay fine here let's talk about the badminton center some more mm. because i think that it's a waste of life to just mop a giant floor um i okay. wanted to look into getting a robot like a sweeper robot. and sweeper and vacuum and and mop like thing i i assume that has to be a thing these days you know given that i don't think anyone is one. manually mopping airports yeah but you have like a, a consumer grade one yep, so enough. i want a commercial grade one that could do you know thirty thousand square really, feet really or whatever big. right yeah, yeah exactly um so i rightly assumed that this is an actual product category that does exist um naturally the I, if i remembered the brand i would i would name them because it's kind of hilarious and stupid um and they deserve <laughs> to be called hilarious and stupid but naturally you go on their site and there's no information whatsoever about pricing because why would there be? You have to contact someone. This is great. You contact someone so that you can get on a call with them. That person cannot tell you anything. 
their entire job is to set up an appointment for you with someone from the sales team. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, this was a giant f-ing waste of time. Thank you very much. <clears throat> oh, um, I, sure, fine. We'll schedule me another call because if you can't tell me how much it costs, then I guess we're not having a conversation <laughs> right now. So what's the point of talking about anything? Is that better than a robocaller? Would you prefer a robocaller in that, in that situation? I mean, it might as well, but if you already have the online scheduling thing that I used to set up the first call, <laughs> then it's just online scheduling with extra steps, right? Like it, Yeah. So anyway, they set, up so the, they set up the second call with me, and um, oh, we, got, we got as far as price. And the price is about like to, to outright buy because they, they offer like a subscription service or an outright buy price. And the price to buy is about like a, a mid-range car, uh, which honestly could make sense. It could. You know, compared to paying a person I, and I guarantee you for five years or whatever. What you just said is exactly how it's priced. Of course. It's yeah. not priced based on the actual hardware. It's a f-ing mop, yeah. right? Like it's. It, it's it's priced based on the the value that it provides, which is not a wrong way to price something, but uh, it's a little frustrating that was so high. But that doesn't mean that I wasn't considering it. I was considering it, and then I asked, you know, what the process is like. Okay, so uh, how does it handle like vision? How does it navigate the facility? And they go, okay, well, uh, we come out and we help you set it up. We get the the mapping configured and the routing configured and everything and then uh and then it just like it runs on on your schedule and it goes and it does the thing and i'm like okay super cool uh what if i need to update the map for whatever reason we reconfigure it um you know how is that done and they're like oh we can help you with that remotely you log into our cloud thing and i go okay hold on a second can i just clarify something does this run on site or does it run in the cloud like where's the processing actually handled and they're like that all runs on site and I'm like, oh, okay, so the thing is actually, like, it has the processing built in. They're like, yeah, yeah, it uses the X sensor and Y sensor and whatever else. I'm like, okay, great. Um, but you said that the reconfiguring was done through the cloud. And they're like, yes. And I'm like, okay, so in the event that you guys were to disappear for whatever reason, would I be able to reconfigure it without your cloud service? Well, we're not going to disappear. And I go, right, but that isn't what I asked. If you were to disappear, would there be any way for me to reconfigure this myself? Like, is there is there a, a web portal built into this unit that I can access through an Ethernet jack or something? Um, and they basically were like, let me get back to you. And no. I got an email back that was like, you know, based on your requirements, I don't think we'll be able to move forward. And I'm like, based on my requirements, I think you guys are idiots because... <laughs> You are selling what will effectively become a sixty, seventy thousand dollar paperweight in the event that, yeah, maybe you won't go out of business. Yeah, they, like they kept assuring me that their business was growing really well. I'm like, that's not my concern. I'm concerned about this tens of thousands of dollars investment that I that that is just junk. If you just arbitrarily decide at some point that you don't feel like supporting it anymore just unbelievable and it doesn't matter if they plan to be around what if they get acquired and whoever the new owner is wants to extract more value what if they decide to just brick them i just can't i just can't man yep yep that's pretty brutal 
Yeah. Just frustrated. We're not going to disappear. A company doomed to fail. <laughs> Andrew Noinya in full plane chat. Yeah, exactly. Because this is the kind of thing that it's, it's industrial equipment. This but, is not something I expect to run for three, five years. So someone in full plane chat said 20 years down the road, you could still be using it. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah. that's a freaking long time. And you're not Boeing. No offense. Yeah. Right? You're not GE. No offense. When you are GE, I will still tell you to f*** off. <laughs> because that is still stupid. I just, I, I can't, I can't, I can't handle it. Yeah. So like, honestly, and, and that, this is another crazy thing. For $70,000, I mean, could we make our own? <laughs> Maybe, actually. There's, yeah, I mean, because someone, someone linked in Floatplane chat. Yeah. Apparently there's this scrubber that's made by a YouTuber. And it's a scrubber that looks to be marketed towards people that have aircraft hangers. Okay. Best scrubbers, because your hanger deserves it, is the tagline. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hanger scrubbers. Now, just a second here. Uh, um, it, it looks like it's manually on, operated. Oh, yeah, no. But, like, if you took one of these things, I'm sure you could convert it oh. to not be manually operated. Oh, interesting. Operated. Well, how much are these? I have no idea. There's a contact well, us button, Get good scrub. Ah! Uh, yeah, I think it's a give us a call type of situation. Yeah, figures. Um, Quick release squeegee. Vacuum protection and easy fill. Yeah, and like it looks like like maintenance would probably have to be manual and like uh I am assuming like draining the tank and whatnot would have to be manual, where I bet you with the other yeah. solution it would be automated and automating that part of this thing would probably not be very feasible. Yeah. Um so I don't know. You're probably not gonna be able to get the whole way there. But yeah. Okay. Army of Roombas. I, I was thinking, like, my, my thing that does floor scrubbing, yeah. if you just had, like, I don't know, 12 of them or something, and you just zoned them all out, so they just, at a certain point at night, they just all at the same time just... Converging! Maybe. I mean, they, they cycle their own water, they do mopping, like, they do all this type of stuff. Exterminate! Exterminate! <laughs> You could, at the price difference between the 70k for that yeah. and whatever you'd have to pay for these things, you could just have like three of them in the back just in case one dies. <laughs> um, I don't know. Someone linked an auto scrubber. Yeah. Pacific Floor Care S28 Disc 28 Inch Auto Scrubber. $15,000. I mean, that seems pretty This reasonable. looks like someone's pushing it. Yeah. That's yeah. not the point. Yeah. I wanted an autonomous one. Yeah. That yeah. That looks like a handle. That's definitely a handle. Almost certainly a handle. So anyway, you know what? I I guess we might just have to have mops or something, but we'll figure it out. Walmart has automated versions. I don't know. If yeah. we decide to do an automated one, then it'll definitely be a video. So... <laughs> Remember how I said, hey, forget about the automatic scorekeeping with the machine vision team? We might need a machine vision team anyway. For, for a floor scrubber? For one floor scrubber. Well, we that sounds off. so much less worth it. <laughs> like, wow. It sounds a lot easier. Like, way easier. Can't you just put Roomba brains in it? Like, just rip the like motors out of a Roomba and just glue it to the top That's of it. That's way heavier. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. 
It's well, the same no, control no. system. No, I, I, no, no. I, I see what Luke's doing. No, we couldn't do that. But that would be such a cool business for like Roomba to expand into. So you've Industrial. got like you've got the dumb thing, but then you just facility bug. You just get brains. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. 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 So they just so because yeah, I, I might want new sensors and a new brain, but it's a oh, freaking mop. I, I don't need I. I I, I don't need a whole new body. That would actually be like a modular approach to this could be kind of cool. Legitimately. Use a spot to do it. No. It just walks around with an actual mop and bucket. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, we instead of an arm on the top, it's it's a mop. Yeah. How much is this thing? Great idea. Oh man! People are just linking me like random, just like every push pusher. No, no, scrubber. Th this one, this one looks to be actually automated. Oh, okay. Um, wow, it's from Karcher. I had a pressure washer from them from Costco. That's all I know about them. Literally all. <laughs> oh, it looks like you could push it, I guess, which is fine. That's whatever. This device requires instruction. Sure does. Request quote. All of these things are request quote, There's which means like it's a lot. I want to see the video. Oh, right. I scrolled to it at the exact same time. Nice. We can just skip. It is a three-minute video. Ooh, docking, docking station. station. Wait. Wow. No way. No way. What? Oh, oh, that's battery charging. I thought that was like replacing fluid. Oh, I'm sure it will. Oh, shut up. Yeah. No way. Okay, that's awesome. My little Roomba thing does that. Well, yeah, but this goes right into the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be sick. That would be kind of sick. Does it refill it? Tell me it refills it. I hope so. Yeah, wait. Oh, it cleans, it cleans the, the tank. tank. That's pretty cool. Okay, how much does this Karcher thing well, cost? We don't know because it's request quote. And do I need a subscription service for it? Do I have to configure it with their cloud? There we go. It fills with fresh water. Oh, this is kind of awesome. I love the, the, the hydro physics they got going on. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll find out. It takes get, off on its own. I'll get in touch with these guys and figure out if they have uh if if this will be suitable for my needs. You're gonna turn this channel into an automated cleaning channel. I know, right? That's the thing I love about LTT is you can kinda do, you know, whatever. Interesting things are interesting, okay? Yeah, interesting tech, right? Yeah. Pre sweep function. Pick up coarse dirt while scrubbing. Thank you, little robot. Yeah. I just hope it's actually any good. It does detergent dosing. That seems neat. It has a warning beacon, just in case it's going to roll over someone playing badminton. Wow. And it dries. Yep. Scrubber okay. dryer. There are options. All right. Another thing, if people want to just throw links at me like they currently are, another thing that we're trying to figure out is how we want to do uh, like memberships and uh, court rentals and stuff like that. And there's been a few, there's been a few things that I've kind of found, but I haven't found one that I think really fits perfectly yet. So if you if you go to like a local court gym, because I, I have found stuff for like weightlifting gyms, but I guess we're gonna need both at this point. Um, 
but being able to rent specific courts and being able to rent like multiple courts at the same time um, and also having your membership potentially play into that we don't know how that might work yet maybe you get a discount on court rental maybe something else i don't know um, being able to have a membership on this other platform all of those types of things we want to ideally not make this stuff um, court reserve for tennis boom this is why this is why Court reserve, court reserve, court reservation software. Amazing. I will look into this. Thank you, people. This is kind of cool. Apparently, you teach it by just manually driving around the perimeter of the area you want it to clean. But it has to be free of obstacles. So I don't know how Ooh, nets yeah. would factor into that. Well, well, we'll figure this out. Yeah. All right. What else do you want to talk about? Anyway, in conclusion, fossil bad. Yeah. Oh my God, you're talking about watches. Yeah. Yep. Oh, the tangent. <laughs> uh, Chinese company releases new CPU. Yeah. Uh, pictures courtesy of Tom's Hardware here. <laughs> Chinese company Power Leader has announced they will be entering the CPU market and unveiled their new chip, the PowerStar P3 01105. An obvious rebranding of the i3-10105. <laughs> Power Leader claims the CPU uses StormCore architecture and made no mention of Intel whatsoever. The company claims the CPU will be launching soon with an annual target of 1.5 million units sold. We don't actually know anything more about it than this. And our hope was that we could generate a bit of discussion with you guys about how the heck Power Leader might be getting a hold of one and a half million chips to rebrand. Um, and what exactly it is that they're trying to achieve here. What is going on? Oh. Hello, my wife. <laughs> um, do you want to come say hi to Wancho? You never say hi to Wancho. How come, how come you're so... How come you're so shy? No, I'm going to make you come say hi to Wancho to get the key. That's, if you want the key, you have to come say hi to Wancho. Yeah, you can go home. You can go home after you say hi to Wancho. Wow. I'm going to hold it over here. Oh. Wow. Bye. All right. What else do we want to talk about? Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Oh, you guys, um, do they have one and a half million compatible motherboards and RAM sticks? I, I don't know. Okay, you guys haven't um, really given us anything here. Man, it would be really funny if they were just like, ah, uh, yeah, it just works with uh, these boards. <laughs> just the pre-existing Intel chipset boards. I don't know, people are speculating like factory defect CPUs, but... Those would never leave Intel's factory, yeah. which isn't in China. So it's not like, oh yeah, it's like a third shift thing or a fourth shift or whatever it's called when the the factory like runs an additional shift and just you know puts it into a truck and you can buy the literally the exact same product that came out of the same factory but at a tenth of the price or whatever. This this is obviously not that. Some people are saying from the e-waste bin. Well, right, but people would get wise and stop buying them before they managed to sell a million and a half. Like, come on, guys, give me, give me something here. 
did they take over a boat? Like, <laughs> if so, Intel would have reported a what million boat? and a half yeah. CPUs missing. Like, yeah. that would show up on their balance sheet. That would be on a quarterly earnings call. Like, where are these coming from? Yeah, that's not the that's not the question, Sec IT guy. It's it's where is it coming from? My guess is closed factory, revoked factory contract, kept it running. No, that's not how Intel works. Intel's a first-party manufacturer. They make their CPUs. There's no third-party contractor that is just, you know, quietly moving CPUs out the door. People do steal CPUs off the line. You do see that from time to time, especially with qualifying samples, engineering samples. You'll see a lot of that stuff show up. But in terms of retail chips... That's not really a thing. Linus, didn't you know Intel has a franchise program? Okay. All right, you guys are just, you guys are just teasing now. Um, I mean, we've got some people sort of speculating that it could be political. I mean, there there has been the uh, there has been the whole back and forth over just the semiconductor industry in general between the U.S. and China. There was that whole thing earlier this week where like. There was speculation that the U.S. would rather blow up TSMC than let China have it, which is bad, um, by the way. Just sort of want to make my position clear on that. <laughs> Simple answer, they're lying. But, like, to what end? What's the, what's the point of lying about this? Like, it just looks... <sighs> yeah, I don't... I just don't get this. Image is a hoax. Yeah, I, okay. Well, we don't know. Nobody, yeah, nobody seems to have a clear idea of what exactly the crap is going on here. I thought maybe someone, I thought maybe someone knew. Okay. All right. Cool. What else do you want to talk about? I need to do this really quick. Oh. All right. Um, oh. And then I'm down to talk about whatever. I want to talk about the $615,000 in penalties for companies that faked anti-net neutrality comments. Yeah, what's going on with that? Okay. This is wild. This is like some next level BS. This explains not all, but at least some of how obviously beneficial things like net neutrality, like right to repair, don't just immediately happen where everyone just goes, oh yeah, that would be good. Let's do that. Let's talk about this. Three companies, LCX Digital Media, Lead ID, and Efficient, I-F-F-I-C-I-N-T, Inc., were hired by the broadband industry to enroll consumers in a campaign to repeal net neutrality rules in 2017. Instead, these companies submitted a combined 3.8 million fake responses to the FCC using the identities and personal information of real people without their knowledge or consent. So basically, if you were actually a real person who got convinced somehow that net neutrality was a bad idea and was bad. Congratulations. You played yourself. You are as clever as a bot. <laughs> like it's net neutrality is obvious. It is obvious that it needs to be a thing. Um, 
And because it's so obvious, these companies clearly thought, you know what? We are never going to convince enough people of this. Yeah, so we just need to fake it. So we just need to fake it. These companies have agreed to pay a total of $615,000 worth of penalties. So this is just over $6 per false representation. Wait, no, that doesn't seem right. 3.8 million fake responses. Okay, forget that math. Um, They were not the only companies involved, and this is actually the second batch of penalty agreements secured by the New York Attorney General. Uh, These allegations first came to light in 2021, but the head of the FCC at the time, Ajit Pai, was anti-net neutrality and fought attempts to investigate. He was awful. Like, the worst. Yep. Like, actually just paid shill. Yep. Authorities were unable to substantiate that the big ISPs who paid for these fake comments had direct knowledge of the fraud, and thus they have not been held liable. $615,000? Feels very low. That's like cost of doing business. Yep. This is disgusting. These companies shouldn't be allowed to exist anymore, in my opinion. Force closed. What's that? I don't think these companies should be allowed to exist anymore. Yeah. I mean, I I don't, I just don't understand why you can have like however many grams of weed or whatever and In you jail. Can go to jail. Yeah. Like. Just fraud. Nah, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Like the, like the amount of, the amount of money that was at stake oh, in yeah. this net neutrality. Oh yeah. In this net neutrality argument. And like what? Are they going to overturn it now? Yeah, this is hilarious. Lapsed memory goes, the worst part is that this was known while it was happening. Yeah. And he specifically blocked any investigation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we've got people talking about like 650 grand is less than what some companies will pay for like a TV advertising spot. Yeah, think 100%. About, think about Super Bowl spots. Yeah. Like, man. Yeah, and 600K between three companies. Like, Okay. Yeah, uh, Hunter Lair is saying, in my state, anything over an ounce is punishable by up to 20 years, and it's disgusting. Yeah, 100%. Like, why is white-collar crime just fine? It's okay. Isn't Elizabeth Holmes, like, still not in jail? Who's that? Uh, The um, Theranos. Oh, really? She's not? I thought she was. Has avoided starting her more than 11-year prison sentence on Thursday by deploying the same legal maneuver that enabled her co-conspirator in the blood testing hoax to remain free for an additional month. (laughs) Jeez. Okay. Because that would be an option if you had, you know, an ounce of weed in your bag. (sighs) Anyways... Let's move on. I want to talk about the Boink update. LTT. Yeah. Currently in second place. Doing good. But, but, but we will likely lose that spot when the next two projects come online. So if you guys want to join our Boink team, uh, we are currently behind Anon Tech. Uh, Signups are open for prizes. Uh, would be majorly more people would be appreciated. Uh, We need people running number fields at home and Einstein at home. So uh, go 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 check it out, guys. You can get more information, hopefully, at the link below. Do we have a link below to that, Dan? Uh, hopefully we do. Otherwise, uh, check it out on the forum. You guys can learn more there. And I think that's pretty much it for the topics. Should we switch over to WAN Show After Dark? Yeah. Dropped my fidget toy.
How are your fingers doing over there, Dan? <laughs> painful fingers. My, my fingers are painful. My fingers hurt. Well, now your back's going to hurt. Because you just pulled landscaping duty. <laughs> it's a line from Happy Gilmore. I can't take credit for that. Okay. Yeah, ben Stiller in that movie is freaking hilarious. It's pretty great. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Let's go. I'm muted. Uh, when you were leading a team of house painters, how did you wow customers and manage quality? Any stories from that era? Uh, he's starting his own painting franchise six months ago with five painters. Ooh. How did you wow customers? I mean, really, I don't know that I ever wowed anyone. Uh, we obviously did our best and, you know, cared about quality. Um, I didn't have a huge team. The biggest my team ever was, was me plus two. So I ended up doing a lot more of the painting myself than I was supposed to. I wasn't a particularly good manager. Um, so I was there on site most of the time, unless I was doing quotes. So managing quality was fairly easy. In terms of how to wow people, I mean, honestly, Speaking from both sides, I'd say that if you're a contractor who shows up within an hour of when you say you will, you're going to wow the customer. Uh, that's like, wow. If you don't do like a terrible job. Yeah, I had a guy, um, we just kind of gave up on ever getting around to moving the trampoline from the old place to the new place. And... Uh, Yvonne found a guy on uh, Facebook Marketplace who does it for like 200 bucks or something like that. And she was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this so that, uh, you know, one of the kids has a birthday party coming up so they can all jump. And like, I was not going to have an opportunity to get it done. And the guy showed up and did it at the agreed rate. And I tipped him like 50 bucks or something like that because, wow, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. You actually did it. <laughs> yeah. I still don't have a pool. <laughs> You're gonna have us roll the trampoline down the street, weren't you? Yeah, that was my that was my plan. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't actually gonna recruit you, but I was gonna have Luke help me. Yeah, I probably would have been there. The, yeah. re the return of Channel Superfund, Elias and Luke try to roll the trampoline. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to do it in the snow because I figured <laughs> when we're going down the hill, we could just kind of. Oh, slide it. That would have actually been so much fun. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. That's uh, so good. Hey, LD, recently started a new job with much more leeway for my own decision making, leaving behind a job where I was micromanaged. Any advice for adjusting to this change, finding myself struggling? Mm. You have to make decisions. You're going to make wrong decisions sometimes. Uh, have reasons for why you made your decision. Like if someone's like, this went really poorly. Why did you do this? Be able to justify it and be like, yeah, I mean, now that we've seen it gone poorly, it makes sense. But when I was originally making the decision, this is why I made it. And, you know, if, if I didn't have the information of this going poorly and I went back to it and I had this original information, I would still make that decision. If you can defend it to that level, then like it is what it is. Just got to keep moving. 
but yeah, understand that you're going to make mistakes and now they're going to be on you and that's okay. Hi, peeps. Was looking for a video of yours from 2019. Christmas Buyer's Guide, I believe. Uh, made my first computer with that. Can't find it anywhere. Is it common for you to delete old videos? No, it's very uncommon for us to delete yeah. old videos. I think only a handful of actually published videos have ever been deleted. Uh, one of them included a detailed floor plan of my old house, for example, that just kind of seemed ill-advised. Um, what else? Yeah, really not much. Uh, oh, oh, we uh, we pulled that. Uh, see, I don't even remember that that uh, health monitoring ring. Ara, ura, ara, ora. Uh, we we pulled the video when they were all miffed about it, um, and we offered to make good, and they weren't happy with it, and we were like, oh, okay. So I think they wanted to pull. I don't. I I can't even remember exactly what happened, but basically, I I don't think it was really anyone's fault. It just didn't work out, so we pulled the video. Really, really not many. It's very uncommon. Yeah. If you can't find it, it's more likely that you just can't find it. Yeah, the title is something different or whatever. <laughs> There's like 4,000 videos on the LTT channel or something yeah. like that. Like it's not, yeah, it's not a surprise that it's like hard to track down a particular one. Okay, let's see. Oh, I should have done that. Hey, Dale, long-time watcher, first-time caller. I'm going to be wrapping up my first-ever custom hardline water cooling build nice. in the next Ooh. couple of weeks. Any chance of a new review my build soon? Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, we 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 ask people to submit bad builds, but I guess we've never actually asked the community to submit their best builds. Maybe we should do that. We used to do well. No, we used to do that on Wayne Show actually. That's true. Super build long of the time week. Ago. Build of the week was a thing. Yeah. Huh. Uh, maybe it's a maybe it's a potential idea for the reaction channel. Yeah. Reaction channel. Yeah. Hi LLD. I love listening to you guys on Saturdays when I'm out delivering mail. My PC is twenty feet away from the TV in my living room. What is the easiest option to use my PC on my TV? 20-foot HDMI cable? Uh, yeah, pretty much. You might need to go optical, especially if you're running HDMI 2.1 at that kind of a distance. But I would I would personally just go with an active USB cable. You might be able to do 20 feet if you're just doing USB 2. And then a powered hub so that you can run mouse and keyboard or you know a mouse and uh, game controller uh, receiver, you know, whatever. Um, and then I would, yeah, I would go with probably an optical HDMI 2.1 cable, assuming you want to do like 4K 120 hertz or something like that. Uh, by the way, we missed a topic that is actually kind of a big one. The We could just do this real quick here, but yeah. the former Uber CSO was found guilty oh. of concealing a data breach and something, something, basically six years in prison, I think. I thought we talked about this last week. No, I don't think we did. Okay. Um, yeah, but basically covered up a 2016 hack that compromised the data of 57 million users, including 600,000 driver's licenses. Yikes. That's really rough. Uh, so they withheld information about the incident, and it was only investigated and disclosed in late 2017 when Uber became, came under new management. He actually got another security chief position in Cloudflare uh, in 2018, only stepping down in 2022 to prepare for his trial. 
Yikes. That's brutal. Um, yeah, that's rough. I'm surprised nothing here is going towards the company. But it is what it is. Yeah. All right, Dan, hit me. Oh, apparently we just mentioned it last week. We didn't go into the topic. Back to curated. Despite early excitement, I haven't seen much buzz around the WinGPD4 lately. How do you think it compares to the ROG Ally as a portable Windows PC from your time with both? Other than price. Oh, man. Price matters a lot. And the hardware in the Ally is a lot faster. Um, the the smaller brands, the GPDs, the Ioneos, the One X players of the world, they've got it. They're going to have to have seven thousand series Ryzen in order to compete with what ASUS is doing with the Ally and with what Valve is doing with the Steam Deck. Quite frankly, even though that's even older hardware, as we found in our review of the Ally, it still performs surprisingly well, especially in lower power envelopes. And you've got to imagine that a big part of that is thanks to um, the optimizations that Valve is able to make by just baking their own OS, taking their time, working through the problems, and really squeezing the most out of that hardware. Something that we didn't touch on, like did not um, hit in our review and should have, is the differences between sleep on Windows and on the Steam Deck. Just instant sleep, instant wake, it's a more a more console-like experience is much more seamless on the Steam Deck, whereas on Windows, it's like... Rough. Gonna, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. You're not really able to suspend it in the same way. With more employees in the labs building, how many times per hour are people and equipment moving back and forth? Are you going to have to hire someone just to drive a truck between the buildings? I mean, oh, you mean between buildings? I thought you just constant. meant inside the lab. We we work oh in my a hallway. God, Boof. there's a lot of people that work there. You start to realize that when you work in a hallway. Um, yeah, like five percent of the people you recognize. And it's it's fantastic when when people decide to have impromptu meetings in the middle of our hallway. Um, it's not that bad. I'm just complaining. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't see it often, personally, like needing to get things between the buildings. The only thing I normally need to get between the buildings is myself. Um, so I don't, not a very good person to answer this. But from from my observation point, it's really not that bad. Was there any lifespan testing on the stick locks? Um, I mean, they're made of a very durable yeah. silicone rubber. Tell you what, if they fail... I got you. Uh, sorry, that's not what it is. Trust me, bro. That's the one. That would be good on a shirt. <laughs> I recently saw a video about linking ChatGPT to Home Assistant. It can't control anything yet, but it's only a matter of time. Linus, would you trust an LM LLM AI with keys to your home automation? Well, it depends, right? Um, because as long as it's... Ooh, yeah, so hold on a second. No, I don't want anything that is web-based. You can self-host. Oh, but you can self-host ChatGPT? Not ChatGPT, but there are oh. there are multiple forms of it. Okay, that you can so I was specifically responding to ChatGPT, but if we're oh, just okay. talking about in general an LLM, yeah, I don't see why not. As long as I'm self-hosting it, as long as I'm the one who controls who is allowed to interface with it, 
I mean, it's not actually sentient. I, I think, it's not yeah, making I, decisions. I, I was going to say, I think what the 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 merch message is asking is like, are you going to trust it to not like, I can't let you do that, Dave, to your house? Yeah, I'm not worried about that. Linus, do you ever troll your family with automation? My wife will leave every light in the house on. When she does, every speaker plays the song Every Light in the House. She hates country. Um, <laughs> I like staying in my marriage for the most part. I just headbutted the mic arm. That's actually hilarious. I mean, That's you, so funny. Oh my goodness. You say that, but then what was that like? When she came to pick up the key. Oh, yeah, I was just bugging her. Okay. Maybe oh, I'm... no, he troll, he troll, he trolls his family. Why all, not use your house? All the time. Yeah, I All the time. I don't know if I've ever really done it. You know what? I would say that the very installation of smart switches is trolling my <laughs> wife at this point. Yeah. The fact that they are still in the house and, you know, not all working properly because... I think it's something to do with just how much communication those particular switches spam out onto the network. Um, the, the controller just gets overwhelmed. I think we've kind of narrowed it, narrowed down what the problem is. They just can't handle such a big install. Um, she's not happy. So you know what? Once I've got everything set up, if those new Innovelli ones work out great, yeah, maybe. But for now, no, I don't have a death wish. Or at least I don't wish to sleep in the guest room on yeah. the couch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is the next big step in the lab? What are you most excited about getting from the lab? The most exciting thing for me that I expect to get from the lab is way more roundups. Like, who wants a review of the EVGA B450 watt semi module? No! No, I want to know what the best power supply under $35 is. That's what I that's all I actually care about. And so once we're do once we're testing in bulk, I want to do way more content like that. What is the best sounding true wireless earphone? Just everything else aside. We can we'll talk about that other stuff, but give me a headline and give me real data to back it up. I don't want just like bs listicles you know yeah really excited about that and the psu tester being online is definitely something i'm super excited about we're actually going to be shooting a lab update on monday uh we're going to be we've actually printed things with the metal 3d printer now so i'll be showing you guys some some print results um we're, we've got the power supply tester uh the rf chamber uh the floor is in so at the end of the rf chamber video the floor wasn't actually in because we we wanted to shoot while they were installing so we could give you guys a better look at how it was going together um so you're going to see in the lab update we've got the floor and now we're going to talk a little bit more about the cellular network testing gear that we're going to be putting in there rf chamber super cool man you want to know something wild you know how in science class you learn that just you know a metal enclosure is a faraday cage yeah, well, not all Faraday cages are created equal. Like, yeah. you know how you can put your cell phone in the microwave and you'll still get a text, even though it's a Faraday cage. But but that Faraday cage is designed for a particular, um, yeah, I guess how would I even describe this, like particular type of radiation. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not perfect for everything. And so what's really cool is the the, man, the precision with which they have to be built just mind-blowing uh there's this there's this like baffle 
this like pass through that's designed for you to put your optical cables through so that you can actually get data inside it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's engineered so tightly that if you take just like a wire and just stick it through it, the background noise goes from like minus 150, don't quote me on these numbers, you'll see it in the video, like minus 150 dB to like set minus 70. Yeah. Like huge, huge difference just from putting a wire through a hole in this whole room that we're in. Absolutely mind-blowing. It's so wild. cool. Yeah. Yeah. We are going to be able to test some cool stuff though. Matt, the, the... I'm very excited to throw my phone at it. I already talked to them about it. Like the Wi-Fi... The the Wi-Fi router market has had what for objective testing? Yeah. What what freaking Wi-Fi access point do you buy? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Just reading on a spec sheet and hoping. Hey, LLD. I worked for Zeku, the in-house chip company for Oppo. Is it Ziku or Zeku? I'm not sure. I don't think it matters anymore. Let's do both. Ziku just closed yesterday without any warning. Why do you think Oppo chose now to leave the custom chip race? We have produced two working chips. Honestly, for me, the bigger question is why they thought they should enter the custom chip race. <laughs> it's really challenging. Um, and there's a reason that there's only, I mean, what? I guess we could say Apple, uh, Qualcomm... Um, MediaTek actually has some decent designs these days, don't they? But there's there's only there's only a handful of you know really successful ARM integrators, and the ones that are successful these days are adding a lot of special sauce to their designs, making them very custom rather than just you know taking ARM core IP and just you know, you know putting it onto a CPU. If you want to be competitive. Uh, yeah, Google. Google's another one. It's really tough. And I don't I don't see a company like Oppo, even at their scale, I don't see it making sense for them to try to to try to develop their own chip IP. I don't I don't get it. It's just it's so hard. Okay, and the last curated one I've got here. Hi, WAN.dll. When looking at channel metrics, how do you take into account users that lie about their age? Old account created while underage, currently underage, privacy or humor reasons? We can't. We just assume that, well, okay, well, we can't. Uh, Google definitely has uh, mechanisms in place to try to account for that. Uh, they, will, they will profile you based on the kind of content that you look at and the kind of behavior that you exhibit. But other than that, I mean, it's all just, you know, a best guess, right? It's a heck of a lot better than what we had before. That's what's turned Google into such an advertising juggernaut is, you know, newspapers and magazines were just guessing. They don't actually know who's reading them. I mean, Cosmo, you know, made a pretty educated guess that it's probably mostly women reading it, but they couldn't actually verify that. Well, in the same way, Google is making a pretty good guess that, you know, someone who self-identifies as a 45-year-old man is probably a 45-year-old man because who would lie about that? Do you want to be a 45-year-old man? <laughs> Not necessarily. I think there's probably also a lot of habits with, like, if you're going to lie about your age, you're either going to pick, like, 100 or just barely acceptable because why bother scroll further? Yeah. So, like, yeah, I don't know. 
Okay, that's all we got for curated right now. Let's go through some of these potentials. That might be spicy. Yeah, good luck, everybody. Have fun. Thanks for championing consumer rights. <laughs> right to repair. And calling out bad company behaviors. Why not call out Valve more for doing some things, like uh, locking in proprietary modding and DRM? Wasn't even sure they did that, honestly. Um, well, DRM isn't bad. DRM, invasive DRM, or that compromises your privacy DRM We're is bad. Like, rootkits are bad, right? But DRM is not inherently bad. DRM is like, like, should I also criticize Walmart for having a security guard standing at the exit to, you know, check your receipt? Or Costco, sorry. Costco having someone standing at the exit to check your receipt? That's kind of DRM. It's, like, it's anti-theft, right? Like, it's not... Um, I, think, I think Valve does enough things right that whether they deserve it or not, they get a lot of free passes. Um, the way that they turn a blind eye to skins gambling is absolutely the most egregious thing that they're engaging in for profit and just, you know, ethics be damned. Um, yeah. Well, that's also like that type of activity. I know this is not exactly the same thing, but that type of activity went from like, like you could never talk about gambling in relation to sports the whole time I was growing up. And now the like main advertisers of all of them are gambling websites. Yeah, it's kind of wild right now. Like the the world just like gave up on gambling, which is very interesting to it's me. Kind of depressing. Yeah. Uh, people are saying, yeah, DRM in theory isn't bad, but um, it precludes people running stuff. Wait, it precludes people running stuff however they want. It's all bad. No, I can't say that I actually agree. Uh, someone said it's bad when it's no longer supported, but my understanding is Valve came out and basically said, yeah, we'll turn it all off if we ever close Steam. I don't know that that's actually in their user agreement. I don't know how that works with third-party developers. Clearly, Steam has grown beyond Valve's wildest dreams when they were first developing it. I guess there's plenty of time for us to be outraged when that happens, yeah. and it could happen. Like, I have no idea what Valve's ownership structure is. Does anybody know? They're privately held. Presumably, Mr. Newell still owns a significant amount of it. He's not getting any younger. Like, when Gabe Newell dies, does Steam shut down? I, I, I actually don't. It's not I don't impossible. I have no idea. It's improbable. Highly. But it is not impossible. Right. Like, this is not a publicly held company. There's no guarantee of continuity here. We can all hope it stands around for a little while, I guess. Let's see. I'll archive that one. Watching since 2015, and LTT helped me feel comfy switching jobs into the tech sector from teaching. Still dealing with imposter syndrome, but curious what certifications or knowledge would LMG expect for a systems administrator? You hired for it. Yeah, I mean, we we looked for like a bunch of different stuff. Um, I, I don't know if the listing is still up. It's probably down now. But we looked for a bunch of different stuff. But kind of the main thing we were looking for, which is pretty normal for us, uh, was experience or portfolio. Obviously, you're not necessarily going to have an amazing portfolio for that position. You might, but I doubt it. Um, I don't know how you'd like represent it very easily. You could, but yeah, it would be kind of tough. Um, but yeah, we mostly looked for experience. What have you worked with? Um, we did consider a bunch of different certifications and stuff though, but there's like, there's so many. That that specific space is just like 
absolutely covered with them. Um, and most jobs will, will list the ones they actually care about. So I don't know. I would just look into that. Oops, we're all doing merch messages. Hi, Linus and Luke. Grateful for you. You have talked about missing features, but have you come across any apps or creative solutions that have been fundamentally changing your daily routine for the better? Hmm. Um, any apps or creative solutions that have fundamentally changed your daily routine for the better? I mean, reminders were a big thing for me when those showed up on smartphones. The clock app. Yeah, I mean... Being able to set alarms. I like the clock app that starts Google routines at my alarm times. Mm, Turns have, on all my lights. I have an app called Food Checklist um, that is, if maintained well, which we do a pretty good job of, kind of indispensable for uh, shopping. We don't track anything in our fridge on it. You can, but we don't just because the in and out is so fast TDM. we'd spend yeah we'd spend more time on our phones than actually like you know cooking uh but for the freezer it's great because before we were just awful about you know buying some like pre-done meal thing dumping it, it in there it getting not using it buying another one at, exactly exactly so our freezer would be full and we'd be like holy crap we have like nine of those pizza making kits why why have we not made pizza in the last six months it's ridiculous right um yeah everyone should make pizza once yeah. a month the the thing that Crazy. actually triggered it i think is yvonne came back from costco with a two-pack of cinnamon raisin bread while her parents also bought us a two-pack of cinnamon raisin bread and i think there were already like five or six loaves in the freezer and i was like okay this is this we need a solution can't yeah. continue yeah and it's partially my fault because i'm super bingy so I once ate this an entire true. loaf of that in yep. one sitting. Yeah. One sitting. And so when I'm at like my peak consumption of something, you actually cannot keep it in stock in the house. <laughs> and then I'll just go cold on it <laughs> and stop eating it. And then if you just keep like dumbly buying one, and I don't mean dumbly like like intelligence dumb, like just kind of like autopilot buying them every time you go shopping, which would have been a perfectly reasonable thing to do. It's, it's gonna pile up yeah and if you have no way of knowing what's in the freezer because yes okay you try having three kids and running a company and like every crap other thing that yvonne does um you know it, you you'd forget to check the freezer before you go shopping too it, it happens so yeah food checklist it's kind of great um and i think it was a one-time lifetime purchase i don't think it's a subscription anymore they also have a subscription option obviously but i was like nah it's stupid so I, I bought the one-time thing. Hey, LNL, my wife and daughter are starting a YouTube channel, non-tech. At what point in their subscriber ramp should they start to work with Flowplane? Zero subscribers, 1,000, 10,000, more? I'd say if it's any earlier than like 100 or a couple hundred thousand, it's probably not going to be very effective. The thing is that you've got to build an audience before you can monetize an audience. You actually cannot put the cart in front of the horse. And you're only going to be able to monetize some percentage of that audience. So you look at, obviously, it's not apples to apples because there are some subscribers to the LTT channel that subscribed 12 years ago and probably haven't looked at the content in over a decade, right? So it's 
if I say, okay, yeah, we have 15 million subscribers on YouTube and we've only converted 42,000 of them to float plane, you can't look at that ratio and go, oh, well, I'll probably have a similar level of success. But you also can't ignore that, right? Out of 15 million, we've converted 42,000. Now, that's enough to really move the, the needle for us these days. But at that ratio, if you had one and a half million, you might have 4,000. If you had half a million, you might have like 1,200 subscribers on something like a Patreon or something like a float plane. Uh, if you had 100,000, you might have, so what's the, what's the math here? Let's go down another fifth. So you'll have like 230 people or whatever that works out to. 230 people at $5 a month. Okay, so maybe you're getting about $1,000 a month. That's $12,000 a year. If you were planning to live off of that, that's going to be fairly challenging unless you live in the middle of like butt f nowhere and you know you are on a farm where you can grow your own food or something like i don't know like yeah farming content sure no problem let's go but the but the math right like it's in order for it to actually move the needle you've got to have a significant subscriber base people have gotten really offended when they'll have like 100 subscribers and they'll ask about external platform funding. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's a good idea right now. And they won't, this won't even be in like relation to Floatplane necessarily. They'll be like, should I start a Patreon? I'm like, probably not. And they, they get pissed. And I'm like, no, it's not. I'm not trying to belittle. You have, we've talked about this on Wanshow before. Literally every single action you ever do has a, that means you're not doing some other form of action. And like, no, you shouldn't just like drown under this thought process forever, but you should consider like, is it worth my time to start and maintain this other thing when I am at this stage of my growth as a channel or whatever it is? No, work on just hard focusing on your main channel. Grow, and grow, there, grow. There are inflection points, right? Once you get to a certain size, it might be like, man, this is like working pretty good or whatever, but like I could use a bit more cash because if I had a bit more cash, I could bring on like another editor or something. And by doing that, I could use my time in other ways to do other stuff. It's like, okay, now is the time. It makes sense. Like, yeah, you, you might hit those certain points where it becomes more or more worth it depending on what size you're at or, or how hardcore your audience is. There's channels that will perform extremely well on these types of platforms, whatever they are. Um, because they have niche, heavily invested audiences. Yep. So even though their channel is like, in, in quotes, small, they have a really intense following that is going to follow them and is going to financially support them. And then, But if you know that, then that's great. So your inflection point might be at a different spot than potentially someone else. You will also see channels that are enormous. And just cannot. Can convert no one. Yep. Because all their followers are not going to put money behind their following no matter yeah. what happens or they're located in regions where that, too. that kind of disposable income a is five not dollar a month feasible is not going to work yeah and that's fine uh but then you should also understand that like maybe it's it's still not worth it for you even if you are a really large channel if, if your audience is not going to be able to have that funding power which is fine you just might want to do different things in order to to grow so yeah that's it it's not a slight is all i'm saying Hi Linus, and welcome to The Dan Show. I noticed you were a fan of Taylor Swift. Are you going 
for uh, an Eras Tour concert. I managed to get tickets on my girlfriend's birthday. She's a big Swifty. I don't actually do too many concerts. I um, I am super introverted. I know you can't tell because I'm a YouTuber and I have kind of like a bombastic on-camera personality, particularly for the pre-recorded stuff. But I I don't I don't I don't like dancing in public. I don't like. Uh, like my way of enjoying music is to put in headphones or put on headphones, something to do with headphones, and um, listen to it myself, by myself. <laughs> like honestly, the amount of social interaction that I have to do running a company and having a family is kind of all oh, I can it's, handle. It's enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's more than enough. Um, I, I think it'd be super cool to go to a Taylor Swift concert. concert. Um but I, yeah, I'm, oh man, it's also like, it's a lot of work. Like it takes hours. Like I, I had someone, uh, we, we actually sponsored a small badminton tournament. It was like a thousand dollars or something like that. Like it wasn't, a, it wasn't a huge amount or anything, but, um, what was stupid about it was that I had a ton of people notice that we sponsored it and ask me about it because I know a ton of badminton people locally. And they were like, so you're playing, right? And I'm like, no, like you sponsored it. I'm like, yeah, but it's like it's a double knockout tournament. I'm not, I'm not good enough to win it. It's like an hour for me to drive there. I'm gonna play at most two sets or two matches. So I will play for about. They're probably gonna be two sets to complete. So I will play for at most about thirty minutes, forty minutes, and then I will drive an hour home. It's just. Oh, right. And making matters worse, if you lose your first, usually they run the winner bracket first and the consolation bracket after. Oh, so you just have to wait. So I'll be wait. So I'll get there. I'll drive an hour. I'll get there. I'll play for like 30 minutes. I'll get cold, right? I'll wait for three hours. Then I'll play again cold and probably lose because I suck. And then I'll drive home for an hour. It's like, I. I don't know. It's not. It's just not worth it. Like I, I have no problem supporting the event, but I only play waterfall tournaments now because I just can't. Do you know? Do you know the waterfall format? I believe so. Yeah. So it it guarantees at least three matches. Yeah. yeah. So uh, also called ABCD flight. Um. And basically, what it does is it takes the main draw, and as soon as you lose, you go to. I believe if you lose first, you go to uh C flight. And then if you lose again, you go to D flight and you compete there in a knockout tournament. And then if you lose, if you win your first, but lose your second, you go to B, I think. And then if you lose again, you go to C. I, I don't remember how it works, but basically it's, it's pretty cool. And what it does is it makes it so that by the time you're in the right flight, your matches should be really close and should be winnable. Uh, but it requires an enormous draw to... Uh, a ton of participation it requires way more court time because every player is guaranteed at least three matches and um it requires a huge facility because otherwise you can't run this enormous draw in parallel and people end up just like waiting around all day so people don't run them very often linus you've mentioned in a few videos that it's important to never insult your fans so what exactly was the trust me bro shirt then it felt very mocking love the show otherwise thanks um, I don't know. I guess from my point of view, I, um, 
I didn't think too much of the Wan Show audience would be that off put by it. And, you know, maybe I, maybe that was a swing and a miss for me, obviously, right? Um, you know, I thought that, I thought that my track record of taking care of things was pretty clear. There were some things that I obviously didn't communicate very well. Like uh, when I was talking about like the number, the, the way that people misinterpreted what I was talking about with respect to like the warranty liability for like my family, if I passed away or something like that, I wasn't actually concerned about the warranty liability. What I was concerned about was us coming up with a policy that made sense and was something that we could follow through on no matter, no matter what, and figuring out what mechanisms we needed in place. So what would that look like? Well, planning for the worst case scenario, like in the event of my death or something like that, uh, would that look like some kind of cache of backpacks and screwdrivers held by a third party in escrow or something? Like, I don't know. I just didn't know the solutions. Um, you know, as it was, all people wanted was a piece of paper that said this like standard boilerplate thing. And then the whole thing went away. And I'm looking at it going, that's meaningless. You know that, right? And so, yeah, I thought it was kind of funny. And I did a Trust Me Bro shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Like at the end of the day, all it came down to was my word. That was all you have now. That's all you ever had. And that's all you're ever going to have because I'm the director and primary shareholder of this company. So at the end of the day, if I decided to fold up shop and not honor anything, I could do that. And so you guys either do trust me or you don't. And it seems like for the most part you do. Thank you. Um, but yeah, the whole thing in retrospect, I handled it extremely poorly. And <laughs> <laughs> And it just if it just felt kind of ridiculous to me the way that it the way that it blew up um, when at the end of the day nothing I ever said was actually incorrect it was just upsetting. Um, sorry, that's that's my Canadian conclusion to the whole saga, I guess. Okay, let's get some more curated in here. Hello, LLD. Staying up late to watch you from the European Union. What's your take on user benchmark? People sometimes quote, the, uh, quote me their insanely wrong comparisons and anti-AMD propaganda that they take at face value. Yeah, the lab is basically... The lab's job is to make it so that sites like that don't exist anymore. Uh, there's there's another one that every time I try to compare like some laptop GPU to something, I always end up on this site and it's like worthless. It actually has no useful information whatsoever. I don't care how many stream processors it has, how fast does it go? And so the lab's goal is going to be to make a database that you can actually trust. Database of real data, not just a base. And that was based. <laughs> Bonkers. Where's my bell? I've had at least a couple bells today. No, you don't have to do it. Oh. So I've been slacking on the bell. Yeah, it's fine. You've replied to a lot of merch messages. Hey, Linus, Luke, and Dan. Luke, I saw Theo thinking, uh, talking about how oh, you're a great developer oh, manager. This is this is positive. Great. Stop stop crying. Wow. I started my job I'm as a I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> I started my job as a junior developer four months ago, and I was wondering <sighs> if you have any advice for devs starting out. Uh, whoa, that's really broad. Um, wow. I don't know. Wait, he started a job? Is that what he said? So he has a job? Yeah. But they have a job? Yeah, he's uh, been a junior developer for four months. Okay. Been working for four months. 
Um, I would check in with your leadership. Um, yeah, I would check in with your direct report. And if there's a person above that, that you are able to comfortably talk to about this stuff, I would check in with them and just see what they think you could do better in order to advance um, to not being a junior anymore. And you've only been a junior for four months. So you're like, probably not that close. So don't expect like, oh, it's going to happen right now. Um, but expect maybe some feedback of like, basically ask them what it would take in their eyes for you to advance to the next level, what you would need to be displaying consistently as a, as a skill or, or whatever else to be able to get there um, and work with them to, to grow internally. That's what I would suggest. Hold on. Tarfif101 is still not getting the point over in Floatplane chat. If you got to close the company to not honor the warranty oh, versus God. just decide not to but stay open because there's no warranty, then uh. that's not the same. One is better. That's not what I said. What I said was we would need systems in place to ensure that whatever we promised would be honored, even if the company were closed. That's what I said. It was always, trust me, bro. It was always, we got this. We were always going to got this. We were never trying to get out of anything. I remember that era very precisely because I remember a plan that I had to try to come up with some kill switch where I could close your chat boxes because I was so tired of you reading chat and just like getting in fights with chat for entire streams. There was like at least a month there where that was like all that happened. I was like, this is so annoying. You're just getting baited into just everything. But people still, they're still like, I, I, I'm not a perfect communicator. I don't claim to be. Yeah, Nobody maybe, is. maybe, maybe I, may, you know what? Maybe we need to be under new management. Maybe they would do a better job. Maybe they wouldn't be reckless and die, and then you wouldn't have to worry about your warranty. <laughs> Badman related injury. Yeah, the whole company goes under. Oh, yeah. Oh man. I mean, look, you, you can't just eat an entire loaf of bread like that and then go exercise. <laughs> You're gonna keel over. That's how you get cramps. That's what my stupid doctor said before I fired him. <laughs> it's raisins. Can't it's got tell, raisins can't in it. Tell it's me frozen. What to do. It's fine. We've there should there should be back and forth discourse. So I want to I want to say that before I get into this, I'm not saying people shouldn't be shouldn't be critical or constructive, uh, but it it ties somewhat into the same concept that I brought up a billion times about the Blizzard press conferences. Yeah, where like when people scream at the developers on stage because they say something that isn't PR great that all that's going to lean into is them not putting devs on stage anymore. Yeah. And Same also type of stuff. we would have never had to do any of that stuff because Shadow Slayer puts this really well. Historically though, not Linus, denying basically every warranty request is very viable as a scum scummy tactic. We wouldn't have to do oh anything. We would just have to just deny warranty requests. It's that simple. And whether you have a written one or not, it doesn't really matter. You could just deny it. Because pretty much every warranty has legalese cover your butt wording in it that allows you to just deny it at your sole discretion that's just that's 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 like no company is going to go under over a warranty issue they will try to weasel out of it fortunately we're in a position where our primary business is not making products still our primary business is still creating content so we wouldn't go under that's why i said at the time if every single one of them got returned 
it would suck, <laughs> but it wouldn't kill us. So we actually can afford, like, this is like how I've talked about why the warranty and service situation is so bad in the tech industry, because the margins suck. It's actually not sustainable to offer the kind of service that some other industries do. Like when you buy uh, a, a pair of, you know, let's just pick on someone that I consider to be kind of overpriced. When you buy a pair of Lululemon pants, okay, Lululemon yoga pants, those freaking things cost well, yeah, I expect a no questions asked warranty on this thing because you could have lit you could literally give me six of them for what I paid you. Yeah. By the time you've given me three, you're still laughing all the way to the bank, right? Like of course. They don't have that kind of margins in tech. So they tend to behave very, very differently. So we're kind of more like a Lululemon where we don't actually make our money selling you backpacks. We certainly make money, but that's not how we make our living, I guess is what I should have said. So we can afford to take back every backpack if we really needed to. It's a very luxurious position because it allows us to behave in a way that's just not easy to compete with. The trust me bro guarantee is freaking awesome. We got you. I mean, don't be a jerk about it, obviously, but we got you. Yeah. Those customer support people are, are real people and they're nice people and they're cool people. Be nice to them. I am never curating another merch message. About... Thank you. Thank you. I have learned my lesson. Thank you. We are moving on. Appreciate it. For Linus and Luke, what aspects of your job feel like work? And when does it feel like you are being paid to have fun? I mean, really, I think the most fun thing for me is talking about the Trust Me Bro warranty. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew that was going to happen. I was going to slip one into the merch message just to screw it's with Luke's Luke. It's Luke's face that really is the best part. <laughs> I don't know who I, don't I should give it to. Do I upset Luke or do I let Linus upset Luke? I can never pick. <laughs> oh, my God. I just like, oh, man. At this point, it wasn't even recent. Like, and it's over. Like, oh, now Luke is doing it. <laughs> what, ah! What's fun about your job? Is it this? You don't seem to like this. No, I actually really like Wan Show. <laughs> I don't I I barely consider Wan Show work. The only portion of Wan Show that's work is I can't technically do other things because I do Wan Show. But like I enjoy doing Wan Show. I don't want to stop doing Wan Show. We've had this conversation before. There have been points in time in the company's history where Wan Show was an anchor. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> a burden. It was a huge waste of time. Um these days not so much it's doing a lot better but yeah. like there have been times where we're like wow uh <laughs> if we look at this logically we should really not do this thing anymore yeah and we've kept it going because like it's just sort of cool i don't know um i don't think either of us have ever actually understood why people watch it but we like hosting it yeah it's fun i yeah. mean maybe that's why maybe that's why they like watching it maybe because okay you, i figured it out <laughs> I figured it out. What? Well, neither of us would watch Wan Show because we don't have to watch Wan Show to hang out. I don't mind hanging out with you for three hours. You? No problem. Yeah. So that's it. Okay. So it's just like a hangout. Yeah. But we don't, but we can do it anytime we want. We can just jump in Discord, but they yeah. can't. So they watch Wan Show. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think I finally get it. That makes sense. Nice. Nice. But yeah, I don't know. That stuff. I There's a bunch of parts of my job that like, yeah, it obviously feels like a job, but I enjoy it. Um, I don't enjoy 
I enjoy making stuff or like my team making stuff if I want to be more accurate. Um, I don't enjoy when those things have like hugely negative impacts on the company. Like if something that we do like goes down in a really bad way, that sucks. Mm. Mm -hmm. If it like kind of goes up in flames, but we're still able to hold things together and we yeah. can push through and we make like it. the roast. Super cool. Yeah. But when things like actually just critical, brutal fail in a way that like wrecks other people's jobs or days or whatever, that's like a, yeah, that, that kind of blows. Um, but I mean... Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of that around here. I think by and large, people care about the rest of the team. So it's like, yeah. I don't think anyone wants to waste anybody else's day. Yeah, I think that's pretty normal. Like, I I don't know. It's a there was a bunch of this. Uh, hmm, whatever. I don't think this is a big deal. There was a there was a decent amount of this in um, when people talked about like what it's like working here. Right. Where they were like, yeah, I think from the outside, sometimes people forget that it's a job. Like it's a job. You have to do yeah. job things. Like, you have to I, actually work. Yeah. Like <laughs> remember that Reddit post where the person was complaining about like having to work here, essentially. Yeah. They're like, like I yeah. didn't want to work when I showed up to work, and it's like, yeah. well, like you have to work really hard. Yeah. Right? It's like, yeah, yep. Okay. Well, if you can find someone who will pay you to <laughs> hang out at a social club, then by all means, go do that. Congratulations. I can't compete with that. This ain't it. I got bills to pay. Yeah. This is this is more like. <laughs> I don't know. We're we're yeah. uh, we're more like dogs chasing cars. Like we're, <laughs> we're just, uh, there's stuff to do. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. It was always going to be like that. Yeah. Uh, Tyback says, "I thought you guys weren't supposed to watch those videos." That's me. I can. I'm not allowed to watch. That's the only promise that I ever made is that I wouldn't watch it, and I still haven't. Yeah. I haven't. And I don't think tons of people have said that all the time. That isn't a spoiler. I also didn't say who said it. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, well, I never said I wouldn't incidentally come across information about it. I yeah. just said that I will not watch it. And he doesn't watch it. Yeah. Uh, I have still haven't watched the first one. I think what I said with the first one is when and if I step out of the company, I'll watch it then. So I'm going to watch it someday but not while i'm still working here with the people who were interviewed i i didn't want to i don't even remember what i said i should go back and watch it yeah, I, did, I didn't want to influence the process i wanted to be as light touch as humanly possible on it because i wanted it to be actually interesting <laughs> yeah. if i if i'm standing over people while they're answering they're, they're not going to behave naturally mm -hmm. right i mean even even as it is like i'm sure people pulled their punches a little bit you should have seen this but stuff. i hope not should have seen the stuff Dan said about you, dude. Oh, really? It was brutal. He he just he laid into you. How bad was it, Dan? It was uh, it's pretty tight. I never said I wouldn't ask people about it after. I guess. Yeah. What's uh, up, Dan? You know, uh, I mean, I had to go to the store and everything. You had to go to the store. Yeah. What? Am I missing something? I, here? I don't know who got the condoms. I feel like I have <laughs> what? It's mostly about the end of my uh, my interview. I. I bought the cantaloupe <laughs> for the prison phone video. Oh! <laughs> Was that like on your first... Like I had not been working here long. <laughs> Excuse me, Daniel. We need you to go and purchase a cantaloupe. Well, why is that, sir? Oh, we're going to stick a phone in it. It's for somebody's butt. 
<laughs> yeah. Already. Uh, see you later, Dan. Bye. Um, anywho, that was I had no idea at all what you were talking about. Uh, here's the latest float plane exclusives. Uh, we've got Dan front and center on both of them. So if you guys were hoping for more Way Dan, we then... also have a float plane exclusive coming to the WAN uh, about the WAN show coming to float plane. Oh, excellent. Yeah, that's uh, this is the place to get all the behind the scenes. You can get extras from the interviews from what's it like working for LMG. We've got a lot of those full interviews. Uh, we've got Cutting Room Floor from the Build With My Sister-in-Law. Uh, this is a cool series, their first time. Yeah. Uh, we've got Sarah, Nick, and Colton up so far. It's uh, reacting to their first time on camera. This is just a random behind-the-scenes compilation featuring, uh, I think, Dan's in it. Jake, a bunch of Jake people Jake from it. the lab's yeah. in it. Um, yeah, don't miss it. Float plane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Float plane. Hey, any new beta site stuff to talk about? Uh, we mostly just like fix stuff this week. That makes sense. Yep. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Cool. <laughs> but we we pushed all the things we wanted to push. Yeah. Right? No. 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 So. No. No. I'm just. I'm just. I'm not. I'm just, <laughs> but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Hey, Linus, have you tried streaming your PC to your phone over 4G as an alternative to buying an expensive handheld PC? I've done it and looks good at 5 megabits connection, uh, considering how low that is and the screen size. Looks good. Latency sucks. And we have a video on that. Remember the, the... The DIY thing? Yeah. Yeah, the DIY shield. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we did it over cellular data, though. I think that was over probably Wi-Fi. Probably not. Probably yeah. over Wi-Fi. Over cellular data, I mean, if you're playing a very sightsee game, sure. You're not going to be playing any Super Meat Boy, though. You can play, like, Vampire Survivors or something. You're going to chew. Boy, are you ever going to chew through your data cap, though? Wowie. Dear LLD, since the thumbnail for today is about shilling, can we get some more merch options? that are just big logos, names, shilling. I know you aren't a fan, but can you just make my, can you just take my money anyway? Okay, so that's, uh, wow. You know what, that actually ties into something we were talking about earlier. The whole thing where I was saying that you have to reach a certain scale before like a Patreon or a float plane type of monetization makes sense because you'll only be able to convert a certain percentage. Let's take that and let's apply it another step down. So Floatplane has a very clear value add where occasionally we'll upload videos early, particularly before weekends. Um, we've got extra content. Like clearly if you're into the content, you might be into the extra content. Um, and it's got, from my experience, just a much more positive, pleasant community vibe, whether it's on the live chat during the WAN show or even in the comments under the video. So there's this really clear like value add. And it's not just tangentially related, it's directly related to our main product, which is tech videos, right? So then there's your merch. You're only going to convert a certain percentage of people to your, your physical products. Um, that's also kind of directly related to the main thing because we like build computers. Oh, we have a screwdriver. We carry laptops around. Okay, we've got a backpack, you know, whatever. Stuff that just has your logo on it that doesn't necessarily serve a clear function and isn't necessarily directly related to the service that someone was already enjoying from you is going to be a much lower conversion rate. It's like a conversion rate on a conversion rate. And so if we were to make, I don't know, uh, an LTT or a WAN logo wall ornament or something like that. First of all, I won't release anything that's crap because I hate that. 
yeah. right? So it will have to be good, which means we have to invest significant development time in it. After we've done that, we have to meet whatever bar there is for a minimum order quantity from whatever you know manufacturer or manufacturers that we are contracting to produce this product. So let's say a thousand units or five thousand units. I have no way of knowing exactly what that would be until we've made it significantly deeply into the development process. At that point, I've got to ask myself, you know. Um, what price do I need to sell this at now, knowing it's going to be relatively low volume in order for me to make back what I spent on product development? Okay, because it's going to be low volume, that price is going to have to be higher. Okay, where's the threshold where that high price goes from recouping cost to just like creating a perception of exploitation and, and money grubbingness? Will people, will people see that that nuance there where I kind of go, look, this isn't just money grubbing. I actually do need my team to be paid for the development time. So am I just hurting my own brand by selling branded stuff that we spent way too much time working on for a very niche audience? Maybe. Sometimes I can be really, sometimes I just overthink this stuff though. Like the uh, when we when we did that uh, short-term relaunch of just the classic Linus Tech Tips logo shirt, it sold like crazy because people just wanted it, I guess. This is actually like legitimately one of my favorite shirts. That's a, that's LTX though. That's an event shirt. That's totally different. Yeah, but I'll do an event. One of the big reasons why I like it is just because it's just a little logo in the corner. Okay, it feels kind of professional. We have like we have a flag that's going to be there for LTX, like just you know the LTX logo on a flag for 2023 here. Um, so I'm more willing to do that for like a, a commemorative, you know, item versus just our brand. Let's go. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll do maybe we'll do more of it in the future. Maybe not. We have a really cool thing coming though. Tell me something. If you could own a solid aluminum keycap that is this big. <laughs> Oh. What would you pay for it? Solid aluminum, chrome plated. What? It's mirror finish. Does it work? No, of course not. You can't what plug kind of it in. Stupid question is that? What do you mean? It's this big. Do you know how much it freaking weighs? You could weighs? have like a bump. No, you couldn't. Yeah, you could. It it's solid aluminum. Yeah, it'd it be a bad idea. So much, but you, you there's no mechanism in it. Um, and it's solid. When I say solid, I don't mean concave, empty, hollowed out. I mean it is solid. It's a brick. I have no idea at all. Just, I don't know. It doesn't matter what you say because the people out there that want it, they're going to pay any amount of money. It doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't matter much. what you say. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking what's, about the what's shipping the costs. What's the, there's some meme about a Loch Ness monster. You give it four dollars and 69 cents or something i don't know i don't remember i have no idea no you this, give them about is... 350 yeah there you go that's it you get a double face palm there you go 350 yeah there you go there we go i want it 50 i wanted 350 i wanted linus to do the quote enough <laughs> he still didn't there we go we got there anyway i have no idea so we're, we're making this oh yeah wow because we're meme lords apparently apparently that's sweet i don't know dude this isn't the type of thing that i buy just you, you, what, what? 
<laughs> if you could have a giant solid aluminum keycap, what would you pay for it? I'm just curious. I don't think I would buy this. Well, you wouldn't. Okay, if you saw it in a gift shop for five bucks, you wouldn't be like, okay, that's pretty cool. Okay, I might buy that. Okay, so th- th- get so it's the- <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, if it's going to be from billet aluminum and it's about that big, like. It's going to be closer to 350 than 350. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like yeah, 700 yeah, yeah. US dollars in just billet stock. No, 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 it's not that much. It's not that much. It, it's 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 big. It's 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 big. It's substantial. You could There's going to be three sizes. <laughs> How big is the big one? The big one is like this. The medium one's like this and the small one's like this. Okay. And the cheapest one um Ugh, I don't want to. I don't want to quote this wrong, but they're going to be they're going to be very expensive. Uh, not not seven hundred, but they're going to be all of them are going to be. Okay, no, I just don't want to say it because I'm going to get it wrong. But the the expensive one's going to be pretty expensive. Um, yeah, I I don't know. This is just one of those things that I I I don't I have no idea what I was thinking. Um, I don't think you were. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but it's awesome. I, I was probably talking to Nicholas Plu for something. Oh, this would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Big, big keycap. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> big cap. Big cap. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> do it, Linus. Uh, okay, let's move on. We're, uh, we're, we'll we're... have to send one to Glarcy's. Oh, just, just, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. We'll have to do like a... We'll, we'll have to engrave like... Okay, we should probably... Uh, Dan, can you can you send a note to Did Nick? you guys ever should end up send him a working one. with him? I want to at some point, but we haven't yet. It just hasn't lined up. Okay. Sorry, what's... Yeah, because uh, he reached out to me like a long time ago about doing that. Yeah, I, I know. Okay. I just, I'm just, I'm busy. I know. How hard is it but, for you to get on my calendar? Yeah, fair enough. He's willing to like fly out here. I know, I know, okay, I know, okay, I know, okay. I know. I just, <sighs> it's tough. Okay. Yep. Okay, message is sent. I have no idea how to spell any of that. Uh, you can figure out what the gibberish means. Okay, Luke and Linus, what's a decision that you had initially regretted, but in hindsight turned out to be a great idea? Hmm. Initially regretted. Usually I don't get like instant regret because I usually make pretty okay decisions. Um, instant regret turned out to be a great idea. Gee, I don't know. It's got, there's got to be some kind of, see, most of the things I regret turn out to be bad ideas. Like buying those stupid Blackmagic 12K cameras. Like that was instant regret and a bad idea. Like I uh, yeah. turned out to be a great idea. Though. I saw this one early and have been trying to think about it like this whole time. And I'm in the same spot. Usually I've thought about it enough that once I purchase it, my opinion on it isn't going to change. Or I guess it's not just purchases, right? But like once I do the thing or whatever. My opinion on it isn't really going to change for probably quite a while. I'm trying to think if there's anyone I hired that was like, wow, what a disappointment. But then they've turned out to be great. Now, you took a lot longer to disappoint <laughs> me. <laughs> Did I? I was sleeping on the job, like, immediately. Yeah, but I wasn't disappointed. That was kind of my expectation for what you were being paid. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, for I have to regret it instantly, and then I ha, it has to turn out to be a great idea. Yeah. If I regret it instantly, why don't I get a refund? Like, why don't I undo it? Yeah, then? yeah, exactly. Yeah, like there's, there's, there's. 
I can't think of very many things that fit this. Someone said it would be the crowbar hammer for Luke. And it's like, well, no, because it turned out to not be a good idea. Yeah. So, like, that doesn't fit this. Like, it's more like a cold feet thing. Like, but I never regretted, you know, getting engaged. Right? So if I'd regretted that, then that would have turned out to be a great idea. Or, like, having kids. You know, maybe you instantly regretted it, but it turned out to be a great idea. Like, that's the kind of thing we're talking about here. But I didn't instantly regret having kids. I... I instantly hated it, but I knew I was going to hate it. I can't stand There's babies. There's definitely things that I dreaded. Like yeah. I did it and I was like, this sucks. I don't think this is great. I don't really necessarily have a another option, but like, I don't like this one. Blah, 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 blah. And then in hindsight or down the line or whatever, it's like, actually, that was really good for sure. Yeah. But like there was no... I instantly regretted regret. allowing the crowd to decorate my car at LTX. Oh, yeah. But that did not turn out to that be was a great a bad, idea. That was just bad. Yeah. Look, in my defense, <laughs> that year, there was a significant lack of activities. Oh, there was, definitely. And I yeah. was trying to save it, okay? I was sacrificing... Do you remember our miscommunication during that show? No. You like... It was probably epic, though, because I was extremely... You were kind of all over the place. I was extremely upset when I yes. arrived the night before it was starting and realized some of the things that were going on. And that is not a knock against the team that was working on it. We were understaffed, underfunded. We had kind of no idea what we were doing. It was only our second attempt at this and it was a much bigger space. Just, it was no one's fault, but I was like, holy shit. Um, we need to fix this. What can we do? Yeah. And, and I will sacrifice my car. One of the things I thought of was decorate my car booth. And so we put out pens and glue and glitter and googly eyes. It definitely, you know. It was memorable. Kept people busy. Yeah, but that car was actually undrivable. People covered the windshield for crying out loud. There was So you were up in like some bleacher section thing and no one could ever hear you. Do you remember this? Yes. So if you were in whatever the thing was that you were talking to people in, people could hear you. Oh, like the, the little, the, yeah, there was a little like stage I don't area. What it was. Yeah. 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 And so it had bleachers around it. If you were specifically in like those bleachers or that area, whatever, you could hear Linus. But if you were outside of it, it didn't matter if he was like leaning over the edge and yelling at you, you could not hear him at all. Just yeah. how the acoustics of the area worked yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so I got a really high ceiling. So like this... And this, I think, like, cancel each other out effectively, the, yeah. the sound bouncing. It was pretty wild. Yeah. So someone gave me these, like, uh, Sharpies or something, and they were very unsure about why they were giving them to me, but they made it very clear that there was not very many of these, and, like, I should be very careful with them. And I was like, okay. This is really weird. Oh, yeah, I'm not okay. sure what I'm what supposed to do with about? these. And then you like yelled something over the thing. And I thought you said like, keep them away from people or something. I don't remember exactly what I thought you said, but I thought you were like, this is like a, you, you can't like let the random attendees get your Sharpie. And like, if someone gets your Sharpie, they like get something or something. So I was like, oh, so I have to like run away with these. <laughs> Which is not at all what he said, but I thought it was what he said. So I just started running around. <laughs> it was more of like a collect the Pokemon thing. People were supposed to try to get signatures in all the colors right. or something like that. What I thought was going on was they were supposed to collect the Sharpies. And I remember being like, this is really stupid, but okay. Yeah. And it makes sense because that wasn't what was going on. But yeah, communication during that event was a huge problem. Yeah.
<laughs> so we can do better. We have done better. It's been yeah. four years since we did better. Um, hopefully we remember how to do better. Hopefully we're not just like, yeah, I, I forget how to do this. Let's start from scratch. No, I, they assure me it's going to be really good. I think it'll be good. I've been less involved in the lead up to it, though. So I don't actually know that. But I do trust the team that's working on it. If it was as good as last time, would you be happy? Honestly, yeah. If you'd asked me that right after LTX 19, I'd have said no. I expect it to be bigger and better. But given the momentum that we lost in four years, yeah. if it's on par, then we'll come back stronger 2024 and we can yeah. set our sights on that. Yeah, yeah makes sense. And we're uh, nearing the end of the time here, but we've got a lot more to get through. Companies are currently not liable for abandoning software support for physical items. Oh, oh God. Sorry, Go I just want to interject something. I wasn't the only person that misinterpreted that way. While you were talking, random fans started trying to grab the Sharpies oh, from my hands. And then I remember being mad at you at the end. I was like, why did you give away the Sharpies? We don't have more of those. Like, if we want to continue to have people collect the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, and I was like, what the And I had, I had red marks all up and down my arms yeah. because people were, like, clawing at me trying to get them and stuff. Hilarious. It was It was quite the, yeah. the racket. Sorry, keep going. Oh, that's okay. Here, we'll broadcast it. Companies are currently not liable for abandoning software support for physical items. Would you support legislation requiring manufacturers to state their best supported oh. until date on products? No, what I really want is for them to have to hand it over to some other steward if they're not going to support it anymore. That just needs to be how it works. I don't think that's ever going to happen. So I guess this would be a, I guess this would be something, but I just don't want stuff to end up e-waste if it's still working. That should be unacceptable to everyone involved. Since you've dabbled in making tools like screwdrivers, have you considered making tools for firefighters or paramedics? I carry a screwdriver in my bunker gear pockets and I love it. Larger tools are common. Yeah, we'd consider making other tools. Uh, we have 100,000 um, shafts from the original manufacturer for the screwdriver that don't meet our screwdriver shaft quality standards. So they are effectively garbage. Just metal tubes. We have 100,000 of them. <laughs> So we are trying to find some use for them. Oh uh, without consulting me, they asked for them to be shipped to us. So I paid freight over the ocean for 100,000 metal oh. shafts. It's less than you would think. They weren't airshipped or anything. Okay. They came on a boat. Yeah. Um, yeah, very slow boat. And um, we've got some ideas. Uh, well, the idea that I pitched first was we make something called a fail wrench. <laughs> so if you can, if you can dodge a $100,000 loss then you can dodge a fail wrench. You know, like a, <laughs> so we just melt them and just make like a stupid, crappy, adjustable wrench. And the team was like, no, we can't do that. It'll be, it'll take forever to make it to your standard. I'm like, no, it's a fail wrench. Yeah. It doesn't have to be to my standard. Like trash, just make it like a bonus bin item. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buy a shirt, get a wrench. <laughs> Not free shipping. Shirt weighs 200 um, grams, wrench weighs five pounds. One of the ideas we're working <laughs> That's on... That's a big wrench. Uh, one of the ideas we're working on now is turning them into a fail pen. So doing okay. like, a, like a bolt action style yeah. thing. We'd have to get the ergonomics right though. And one of the reasons that they're not deemed acceptable is that the knurling kind of sucks. Uh, but what sucks about it is that it's not deep enough. So it might actually be okay for a pen. Um yeah, there's there's some other ideas for things we could melt them down into, but like, uh, I don't remember what the question was. Have we? Oh yeah, have we thought of making more tools. Yeah, we're gonna make more tools. 
that's that I, I give you my guarantee, but we're probably going to be mostly focused on tech tools just because that's where the bulk Makes of sense. our audience is. Yeah. Linus, you mentioned you don't buy games day one, but did you pick up Tears of the Kingdom and will you be playing it this weekend? Side note, Luke needs to play Breath of the Wild already. <laughs> I don't think he does. You don't think I do? I mean, unless you really like to. I had fun with it. It was just, it was a plain game. So I know when I'm going to play it next. I know exactly when I'm going to play it next. Because mm. I'm going on a plane soon. It's not in my bag, but I do have it. I thought so. Yeah. But I'm not going to play it on my Switch. Yeah. My copy that I bought is just because I know I'm going to pirate it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't want my save data yeah. on a Switch. Yeah, yeah. That's not unreasonable, and I'm not paying for Nintendo Online forever just to be able to back up my save game. That's ridiculous. I don't accept it. I'm sorry. I consider this to be ethical piracy. So yeah, I've I've already downloaded it, but I haven't actually like applied all the patches and 60 FPS mod and blah 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 blah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play it on the uh, RG Ally. Yeah, Breath of the Wild runs really good on the Ally. That's pretty sweet. And I'm expecting, because it's designed for the same hardware and Breath of the Wild was already at the limits of what it could do, that Tears of the Kingdom probably isn't going to be much more demanding than Breath of the Wild. And what's great about all of this is I can take that same save game and I can play it on my projector off of my PC or I can play it on the Ally or I can play it wherever and I can keep my save game. It's going to be awesome. I won't get to keep my horses though, but I don't really care because it's been like three years since I've touched Breath of the Wild three or four so i don't even remember my horse's name or what it looks like so makes no difference to me <laughs> shout out to the newlyweds i and rc his best man name dropped lttstore.com during his speech hey, and nice. i just had to share the moment happy friday heck yeah thanks for letting us know nice I don't think I have seen weekly float plane exclusives on LMG Clips in a while. What happened to it? Is that over? Did not attract people to float plane? Oh, it's not over, but it was never intended to be weekly. It was going to be sometimes we'll, you know, we'll try it and see how it works as a promotional mechanism and it works great. Okay. And we are now done with our curated. So let's go through some of these potentials. Rapid fire if you can. Would LTD be willing to release? Go home or something? No, well, I'm, I want you to be protected from the ire of Yvonne. What, do you want to go home? Is that... Is that? We've you... had this discussion, Linus. I will stay here till Monday. <laughs> Only Monday? What, are you weak? No, I have stuff to do for Luke on Monday. That's true. That's true. I have to go to the other building. But Luke will be here. Yep. Since... Oh, other building. No, but Wancho is here, so you'll be here. Ah, understood. I mean, if, if we're still doing Wancho, then it's fine. Yeah. I got enough monitors for the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? I don't know. <laughs> uh, would LTT be willing to release the STL file for stick locks to the community so we can print our own out of TPU? Support those gamers who cannot afford to pay for them. Um, probably not. Unfortunately, for this one, uh, I'm afraid that the individual people printing them are not the concern. Uh, they could easily enough, you know, probably reverse engineer it and kind of figure it out. But if we give the exact files to an overseas manufacturer, inevitably they're going to be cloned anyway. I, I get that, but I'm not going to go out of my way to make it easier, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Hi, um, DLL. Actually, Nick Light has told me I should be pronouncing this Dale. Hi, Dale. 
Uh, questions for Linus about the Sony A95K TV. Have you run in a blue tint problem due to fingerprints and has uh, been and you're unable to clean them? Sorry, let me parse this again. Have you run into the issue with blue tint due to fingerprints and not being able to clean them? Tons of people have had this issue and zero acknowledgement from Sony. Huh. Um, I can't say I have because I'm not a caveman. I don't touch my TV screen. Uh, I understand that a lot of people have kids, so it might not actually be avoidable. I'm, I, I was being facetious. Um, but no, I haven't run into it because there are no fingerprints on my TV. So it's possible that it is an issue, but it's not one that I've encountered. Really excited for the stick locks. Thanks for making them. Linus, you've talked about your love for Final Fantasy Tactics in the past. What's your favorite class and team style? Oh, man. I, I'm not even aware of, like, team styles. I just, I like, um, I, I like kind of, I like kind of tanky, uh, tanky casters. Oh, okay. If I had, if I had a team style, uh, I guess I'm a big move plus two. Like I will, I will waste so much time, uh, with my guys. Uh, oh man, what's the, what's the class? I haven't played it in a while. Um, move plus two tactics. Let's see. Blah, 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 blah. What, what the heck is blink blade? Okay. I have no idea what's even <laughs> going on. Uh, final fantasy tactics. Here we go. Move step. Man, why is this so hard to find? Okay, I'm sure someone's I'm sure someone's telling me in the thing. But I will basically take every one of my party members and make sure they have move plus two. I come on guys, help me out here. Nope, nothing yet. Man, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just trying to think, like what are I use a lot of the special characters. I always love Agrius, Agrius, whatever her name is. Um, I hate anything that's kind of like probability based. So, you know, uh, I know you can build like just super OP like ninjas and stuff like that because they have like crazy high evade, but I would rather have super high defense and have like a predictable amount of damage than super high evade. And sometimes I dodge and sometimes I get absolutely bone crushed. I, I don't I don't like too much randomness. Apparently move plus two is thief. Yeah, thief sucks so much in Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, but I will make everyone grind like a thousand job points in Thief to get move plus two because <laughs> when you're mobile like that, you are unstoppable. Um because otherwise you get screwed. Like I think the default move stat is like two or, or three rather, and then some classes are more. And then you can add move plus two. So you can move like six. Oh, no, there's items. That's right. There's items you can equip for like move plus one. So you can put on boots and then add move plus two. And then you can go six. So you can basically go in, hit, retreat. And human characters that are that are fighting with you will not be able to catch up easily. But monsters are super mobile. And it can be a real problem because you can't get away from them. They just close the distance so fast. Anyway. <laughs> Hey, Dale. Oh, no, they're moving. Uh, well, I'll try this one. Hey there, I've taken a liking to boxers with man pouches. They feel comfy for my important parts during hot days at home. Do you think LTT will one day offer boxers with man pouches? Um, well, congratulations. <laughs> 
I, I honestly was reading that whole time. All I got from what you said was man pouches, and then he just said congratulations. So whatever happened was funny. I almost said mounches at the, the last one. <laughs> Fumbled that. Um, I don't know. We get a what lot of on? we get a lot of really great feedback on the comfort of the boxers boxer briefs as they are. I think we're more likely to do more styles and less likely to do um new um new bodies for them ergonomics yeah for the time being i have a 3d um let's see uh yeah this is kind of in the same 3d printing realm i have a 3d printer and would love to make use of it with all the products you're rolling out would you consider a line of 3d downloadable models relating to electronics or cable management no i don't think so um it's just one of those things where I think there's stuff that we've released in the past or something. I think our CPU holders are out there, but we're not, we're not going to charge for that. Like if it's something that you can 3D print, then why don't you just 3D print it? Um, and there's a huge community out there that's designing 3D printable stuff. Like go go do your thing. Uh, the reason that you know you should buy stick locks instead of just 3D printing them is because... 3D printing is not the be-all and end-all of manufacturing. And uh, in this case, these are... I forget if they're... Uh, pressure pressure mold or there's there's two different ways that you can do injection molding for a part like this and we did one of them I can't remember which and the reason was that it gets the composition just right um, allows you to customize the material like there's a whole there's a whole bunch of there's a whole science you know to materials it's called material science oh wow yeah I know right um, so for <laughs> us you know the products that we make and sell are going to be ones that do require um, more complex manufacturing, at least, you know, at scale, right? And if you guys want to, like, make your own thing and 3D print them, then, yeah, you should. That's awesome. It's freaking amazing. But it's a different thing, and I, I don't think we would, like, sell that. Hi, Dale. I love my new LTD backpack. Compliments to Sarah and everyone in the Creator Warehouse. Great job. Will the LTD backpack hold the upcoming Framework 16? Um... Yeah, yeah, it should be fine. I'd have to double check for sure, but it should be fine. Uh, compression molded, says Tynan, who is apparently watching Wen Show right now. Yes, these are compression molded, not injection molded. Thank you, Tynan. Hi, DLL. I notice in LinusMediaGroup.com, the team doesn't show Luke there. Is that because he is float plane, or has his change in role mean he is still separate from the main company? Also, I'm not reading the rest of that. Yeah, continue. Mostly uh, just laziness, I think. Yeah, originally that was the reason, but then Creator Warehouse became a thing and people that work under Creator Warehouse are on there. Um, so like a bunch of years after that happened, someone pointed that out because <laughs> I've never really cared, to be honest. Um, and we were like, oh, well, we'll fix that eventually. And we will fix that eventually. People keep on offering to take headshots of just me, but my current thing is like, well, if I'm going on, all my people should probably go on. So what will probably happen is um, at one of the events, like either Christmas party or LTX or something, when all of the remotes kind of come in, I will probably do a bunch of headshots and then do them all at the same time so that we all go up together or something like that. I don't know. But yeah. Hey, DLL, love the content. Have been following since about 2011. Out of curiosity, how many of the Floatplane users still have the uh, OG $3 tier? I, I could figure this out. I don't know the number off the top of my head, but it's like quite a few. A lot of people that subscribed back then are just still here. It's pretty cool. It's sick. Yeah. And I think the last one we have for tonight 
Hello, future me. What interesting things have you experienced when supplying or acquiring different products? Restock of pajama pants when? I don't know about the restock, but um, I mean, here was an interesting thing. Our t-shirts for LTX, our initial sample that I approved, and the top of production sample that we got, very different materials. Oh, yeah, so we think a supplier might have switched subcontractors on us. Oh. So we are deeply worried about LTX t-shirts. They're either going to be less comfortable than we expected. Don't, to be clear, they're not awful, but they're not up to our usual shirt standard. And part of that is because we couldn't just use our regular blanks because they're tie-dye. And uh, yeah, tie-dye, you can't have synthetic materials. It's got to be cotton. Got it. Uh, so they're either going to be less comfortable than our usual standard or they will not exist at this point because I don't know if you noticed, but we're getting pretty close. Yeah, it's not that far away. Yeah, so I'm um, very unhappy. There, that's the most recent me very unhappy big surprise merch moment. I think that's it. Hey, we'll see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Bye. Bye.